Uh, all right, guys, back here for another episode of Boys and Letter Podcast, episode 19. All right, episode 19 with Samari Sanchez, Owen Burton, and um, boy, Sanchez. Before we start the show today, I want to say something for me. I feel like I have been, I feel like I've been half assing with you guys, bro. So I personally want to apologize on behalf of not for the guys, but just for me. I haven't been getting a lot of the shows out on time, been clouded mine, and also. At the, the last two shows, I had a friend tell me that it was not the best show that we could have had, and that's not their, that's not their fault because I make this stuff. So that's my fault. I just I have to ask the fuck out of this shit the last two weeks, and we're gonna get back to getting you guys the great content because you guys definitely reflected in the numbers. So we're gonna get back and getting the you know the show back to where it was at an all time high. And, Give you guys great content. So, without further ado, let's get back into episode 19. We got a bunch of stuff that we're going to get into today. Um, we're going to get you the full two hours, but before we get into that, we're going to do the games first. We're going to knock that out. So, we're going to try a new one here on BDL with Samari and Owen. And this one, I had to take a lot of time to do. So, hopefully, it's fun to you guys. We're going to do two truths and a lie. Ooh. All right. I did. Let's go ahead and start off. Samari first, then Owen. Let's do it. So I got two truths and a lie. And you told me you told, which one you think the lie is. Right? Are they about you? No. Not okay, about I was about to say. I was like, this seems a little unfair. Yeah, that's, that's not I feel like Jason. I'm uneven ground. <laughs> Jason Tatum is 23. Jello can be refrigerated. Wait. Jello refrigerated takes 12 to 18 months to expire. Michael Jordan had 24,537 attempts when playing in the NBA. Two truths and a lie. The last one's a lie. The last one for you? Yeah. All right, what do you got? I think it's the Jello one. It's the middle it's one. The Jello one? Yeah. It's actually Jason Tatum. <laughs> Where Jason Tatum is 24 years old. 24. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that was technically because, okay, depending on, he just had a birthday, so yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I, 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 well, that's what he was my idiot. Okay, I was going to say, because that's, that's got us. Yeah. Yeah. got us. I was like, I mean, technically, okay. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for the next one? Yeah. yeah. All right, so that, that other one, it was Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is actually 24 years old, you guys. All right. I still don't feel like... MJ only had 24,000 attempts, bro. It gotta be more, bro. Yeah, that was it. That's what I got from the record, sir. Alright. Ready? This is Muggsy Bowles. It's 5'3". Kevin Hart. It's 5'4". Spud Webb. It's 5'4". Which one you got? Muggsy Bowles is in 5'3". Spud Webb. Spud Webb is correct. Spud Webb's 5'9". 5'6". 5'6". Damn it. Because I knew Muggsy was 5'3", because he's the shortest player of all time. And I knew Kevin Hart. Right. So, one goes to O. I'll take it. All right, ready? Yeah. Two truths and a lie. Now, and one of these, I'll give him the hint now. I'll give him the hint early. One of these is all truths. Oh. I'm going to let that out there for you. I'm glad you gave me that now, because I would have said that about I would have said that about the first one. All right, ready? Will Smith has been in 40 movies. Denzel Washington has two Oscars. Will Ferrell drives an electric car in a Toyota Prius. Sam first. Hmm. Mm. Mm. 
That's I think Will Smith's been more than 40 movies. So you're going with Smith? Yeah. What do you got? What was the middle one again? Denzel Washington has two Oscars. I'm going to go with that one. There's got to be more than two. Yeah. How many is it? Zero. Oh, ain't no fucking way. Hold on now. Yeah. Denzel Washington has zero Oscars. That's fucking wild. What? Alright. Who the fuck? Ready? I'm finna cancel the Oscars like we canceled the Grammys. Drake has number... Right. Drake has nine number one songs. Future has zero number one songs. Post Malone has three number one songs. Which one is the last? Mm. Um, That's tough. Drake has more than nine. Okay, you're going Drake? Does... Does, like, What a Time to Be Alive, does that count as both of them getting a number one single at that point? Or do we know? <laughs> yes, no? Know. I'm going to roll with Drake, too. Boss, my, has number nine. His nine. My gut it was future. July is Post Malone. Really? Post Malone only has one. Is congratulations. Really? Rockstar never made number one. No. That's crazy. Yeah. Actually, okay. now that I think about it, I still should have went with that because I couldn't tell you a third song that would have even had a shot from him. Alright, we got two more. Ready? Alright. Two truths and a lie. Tom Brady has 203 interceptions in his NFL career. Okay. Lamar Jackson has 31 in his NFL career. Ben, Big Ben has 211 in his NFL career. Big Ben has way more than 211 interceptions. Big ben? Yeah. I think this is the one that's all true. Right. Yes, that's definitely what I would have went with. I agree. I feel like he has more than two eleven. I'm definitely telling you. <laughs> I was definitely able to see that multiple occasions. Third and seven. Let me get that slant right off you, my boy. <laughs> yep. See you later. You know where you going? I thought Sam was going to go off too soon. All right. I forgot she said that. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I had to think I about it. I had to think about it. Right, okay. It takes bread. Slight edits. Yeah, but no, I got it right. I got it right. I just didn't put the thing on it. Just got to throw a laughing emoji next to one of them. It takes bread. Yeah, it's a star emoji. <laughs> that it is. It takes bread. Um, it takes bread. Seven days to mold. Baking soda is effective on whitening your teeth. Okay. People recover from wisdom teeth surgery after a full week. It's the first one. Mm-hmm. Scott People recover from wizardry teeth Three to four days In a way bread molds after seven days Bread molds after seven to ten days Fucking talking about that should take seven to ten days To get to my fridge let alone fucking What are you telling me they got a seven day Window for that shit to get to the store And into my basket To my house and for me to eat that whole loaf That's crazy Ain't no fucking way I do, I do, I do know that the wisdom teeth doesn't take that long, though. But I, I mean, like, I guess that's like, kind of situation, though, because some people's pain tolerance is harder than others. But the healing process. Well, it also depends yeah, on I mean, if they were impacted. Yeah, or not. I would say some people should, some people should like thrax. Like, I ain't seen that shit a couple times. <laughs> All right, ready? This is that. We're gonna go rapid fire here. So, Detroit rap or Atlanta rap? Atlanta. Atlanta. Cold or hot? Like hot. weather? Hot. 
You know, usually I say cold but hot. I had a revelation today. Juice or soda? Juice. Soda. Cold shower or hot shower? Cold. Hot. Okay. Wow, really? Pasta or burger? Pasta. Burger. R&B or country? Country. R&B, really? Wow. It should be fine. It, 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 it is, it is. It has its moments. Breakfast or dinner? Breakfast. Breakfast. Walking or running? Running. Neither. <laughs> running. <laughs> Get that shit over with. Get me out of here. Madden or 2K? 2K. 2K. Yeah. Dogs or cats? Dogs, for Dogs. sure. Yeah. I love my cats, but... Fuck. TV or movies? Or TV shows or movies? Movies. Video games. I agree with his answer, first of all. Team movies, I guess. I got movies, yeah. Night in or night out? In. In. Okay. Comedy or drama? Comedy. Comedy. Concert or a sporting event? Concert. Sporting event. Spotify or Apple Music? Apple Music. Apple Music. <laughs> he didn't even have to fuck. He said Spotify, he was like, Apple Music, bitch. <laughs> I ain't stutter. SoundCloud or mixtape apps? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Fuck me. Digital or vinyl? Vinyl. Vinyl's fine. Grape or apples? Apples. Apples. What are you talking? Fruit or juices here? Hold on. Apples. Just the fruit? Yeah. Grapes. Sorry. Headphones or speaker? Headphones. Headphones. Big city, small town? Small town. Mmm. Yeah, small town. Try local or fancy restaurant? Local. Try local. Pa- uh, pack light or overpack? Overpack. Overpack, yeah, for sure. Tacos or quesadillas? Tacos. Quesadillas. That's it. Right. That pack light, pack heavy one is tricky. Cause like when we would go to Atlanta or Ohio, like I'm packing heavy. I'm like, all right, we finna be there for four days. I need ten t-shirts. Like, gotta make sure oh, just no, in case. I, I'm so neat that I could over. Let me get fifteen pairs of underwear. Like, I have as much shit. So. Do y'all do the same so, shit? I thought you were gonna say pack light. But like, if I go to my parents' house, oh, I pack as light as fuck. I'm like, I'm gonna bring more shoes, and I will be close to the function anyways. I respect that. But like we, <laughs> when we go on like statewide, like we went to like Atlanta, or like when we went to Ohio, it would be like four days, three nights, five days, four nights, and I'd be like, let me get sixteen pairs of drawers just in case I shit myself ten times. Like, do you ever have that thought where you're like, let me pack four extra pairs of underwear just in case? I've never shit myself in my adult life, but you're like, just in case I shit myself. Like, do you ever have that thought at all? No. I know I'm not the only one that does that, though, because I've heard I other people... Them, yeah. I've had I've had other people tell me that. Like, that's just the thought so that I had. That was super weird. Where, like, my mom had ended up taking us somewhere, and, like, she told us that we were going to be gone for five days, and we were gone for seven days. But my mom always, like, I learned from my lesson from that point on, it was, like, always pack extra. Always pack extra. So, yeah. yeah. So, now, I pack extra. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I'll pack, like, let me pack two extra pairs of socks just in case one of these hoes gets wet. Yeah. Because, like, I'll... Re- I think, no, that's just more, like, I do think about that. Yeah, give it an extra pair of shoes just in case I should get wet. Stuff like that, yeah. Uh, For me, on the Detroit or Atlanta, I'll go Atlanta. 
Cold or hot, I go cold. Juice or soda, I go juice. Cold shower, hot shower, I do hot shower. Pasta or burger, I do burger. R&B or country, I do R&B. Breakfast or dinner, I'll do breakfast. Walking or running, I'll do walking. Madden or 2K, I'll do Madden. Dogs or cats, I'll do dogs. TV or movies, I'll do movies. TV. In night in, night, night out. To be honest, if I was in the city, night out. So I'll do night out. Comedy or drama, I'll do comedy. Concerts or sporting events, I'll do concerts. Spotify or Apple Music, I'll do Apple Music. Digital or vinyl, I'll do digital. Headphones or speaker, I'll do headphones. Big city or small town, I'll do big city. Try local spot or fancy restaurant, local spot. Pack light, overpack, overpack clean. Tacos or quesadillas. Tacos. Tacos. Sissy in Minnesota. <laughs> Are those tacos? Ready? Yeah. Right? Last game of the day. Then we're going to get into the show. We beat a record time. Usually I kind of harp on those games. But we're we're going to have to. We're going to do five songs. Steve Gibson. I'm going to play. Somebody gave me this idea. Basically, I'm going to play 10 seconds at the start of the song. Instead of me saying the lyrics like I usually do. I think we're gonna run this. I think, more obvious, but yeah, I think it should be pretty easy. Nah. We're gonna get mopped this first song, bro. Watch. Oh no, bro. My <laughs> brain's fried, bro. I had a full day of school. I feel it. Shit all over the place. Alright, ready? Germ. Ten seconds. Start. And you can't. You gotta wait till ten seconds is up, right? Okay. Alright. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Do you got anything? Yeah, I just can't think of the actual title. Yeah, I was like, I know who the artist is. I don't know if I've heard that. I don't know if I've heard that song before, to be real. The title is not there, but I know the song is where it's at. But I gotta get the title, bro. It's always the problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard that one. I know who it's by. I could tell by the ad libs, but I, I don't. That doesn't stick out to me. We did do the first one to three. That's what we did. Fuck. Sorry to Mike Spike. But damn, that shit is annoying as fuck, but it's always the fucking title, bro. It was twerk somebody. Yeah, I knew it was shiesty. I just shit. Bogus. Yeah. Alright, ready? Yeah. First two seconds. I mean, we all know who that is. Um, is it Lil Yachty and Lil Pump? Um, baby, is it Baby Daddy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. I wouldn't have got there. Not at all. I don't know. I, I doubt it myself. Cause I, didn't, I, I wanted to say NBA Young Goat, but that's not how that starts off. It's completely different. All right. Since they can start now, somebody got one. What's happening, TT? Yeah. Little baby get money? Yeah. I'm already asked too. I'm gonna get washed. 
He's not playing shit I know. It's not gonna happen. Bro, I just the titles be stumping me. I'd be like, yeah. And see, if he plays something that I recognize, I promise I'll go get it. I'll get the title, but like, I, the title, I don't know if I listen to either of those three songs. Three. Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's off that, just so you know. Yeah, I know. Okay, I, I was gonna say, I'll say. I don't know that. You album probably know well. before I do. I don't know that album that well. Fuck. You gonna make me go listen to this shit today? No, it's okay. You can be. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to stretch my bro. I was, I was, uh, so feeling Whitney? Nah, see. Oh, that's a fire ass song, though. That is a fire ass song. That's the two, um, one of the two songs I know off that album. Nah. No, I don't know the title. Patient by Post Malone. No, no, no. Fuck! That, that was my favorite. That was my favorite. That's my favorite song. I could have told you it was off that album because I knew it was. That's the name I was saying. It's my favorite, but I just know the lyrics. I knew it wasn't off Beer Bongs and Billy because I would recognize it. That's how I knew it was from now. (laughs) (laughs) That nigga was smashing that thing. Ready? Cracking. First 10 seconds. Here you go. What happened? They like real shit, though. You know what I'm saying? I guess guess this off the heart. I've not recognized a single fucking song you played yet. Mm. Dead ass. Like, I got, I mean, obviously, again, I know who the fuck that is, but I have no recollection. Yeah, I can't. I know it's off a little baby pot. I just don't know the song title. Is that the one, the white cover with him sitting in the middle? Yeah. The baby him? Nope, not the one I'm singing. Oh, shit. Well, I'm super, super off of first love. I was too. That was off the one after. All right, ready? Two yep. seconds. Damn, I'm ass. Fuck, 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 fuck. Which one is that? That is. Nope. No, oh, 10 seconds. Okay. I'm, I'm shuffled my stuff, by the way, people. I was, I was like, don't you fucking say it. I was like, this is the only one I recognize. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> give me three seconds to guess. Is it J. Cole folding clothes? No. No, it's. It's off that album. It's the other one, man. She's mine. Part one. No. Is it part two? I'll give it to you. Is it part two? Yeah. Fuck! I knew it was one of them. So two smart ones. Fuck! Uh, the second that beat started, I was like, oh my god, I know this one. I didn't at first. I was just like, well, I know he's excited, so it has to be J. Cole. There's so many other notes when they even go off the top for Sasha and Savage, so. Alright, ready? <laughs> Waiting for him to play a nav deep track. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> it's been a little cold. Switch the wardrobe. Yep, man, just like that, I'm out of there. Well, I know who it is. I just don't know the song. Who is? It? I don't even know who it is. I can recognize it. It's, it's black. Is it black? Okay. I just don't. I ain't. Yeah. Ah. I wasn't good at the title. <laughs> I just knew it was like. I like that album a lot, though. Alrighty. Two. I don't think I listened to it enough. I ain't gonna go out. Two Sam, one tomorrow. I mean, two Sam, yeah, one. Oh. It's okay. 
Come on. You know what it is. That was a huge leak. I know it's Wally and Travis Scott. I just don't know the title. <laughs> Come on, bro. I'm not going I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Fishing greens. Dang. Yeah. When was that? 2017? Yeah. Was it a single or? Well, yeah, it was a single, but. But then you put it on the. Was like that was project. before I met you, dog. Like yeah. We were just about to graduate. Not like that. <laughs> like I say, it's got to be something that I have played out for me to really like. Get. That was a great five. Yeah. Because I would have recognized that. It's a Kendrick Lamar from the Black Panther movie. I don't know the title. <laughs> it's not paramedic. Nah, hell not. Like I Definitely said, I don't know that one. Out. It's X. Yeah, I, I ain't watched the movie, so I wouldn't know. That was a good ass movie. That's too long. Wasn't even that long. Ready? I don't think. I don't remember no, it being no, long. Yeah, no, I, just, I, just, I just never watched it. Oh, fuck. It was somewhat familiar, but I was like, give me the beat change or something. It's like, um, loop into something. Childish Gambino from 3000. No, it's not 2005. That's fucking... Yeah, I know it's not 2005. I would have Oh, shit. It's... It's not Sweatpants either. Because those are the two songs I know about that album. Yeah, I don't know. It's not Holmes, is it? Yeah, it's Stockholm, but I wasn't going to be able to... I was, I, was, I, was, I was kept trying to say Sherlock Holmes. I was like, I know that's just not right, so I'm not going to say that and embarrass myself. But I still did it, so... Shout out to y'all for listening to that. Facts. <laughs> Shout out to y'all for listening to that. Fuck you. Travis Scott and K. Cuddy Scott's. Oh shit. I recognized that one, but I couldn't. I was not able to escape this nigga in this song for like a long time. So. <laughs> it's like, I fucking shit. live with this shit. No, bro. I'm understand. That shit. That was the first time Travis dropped something in like months. So. Since Astroworld. We were peak, peak COVID, bro. Every 17 minutes. Let me just listen to it again. Let me just. Let me run it. Hold up. That's when I was drinking. I know we listen, but like, like, let me. Let me listen to it again. Let me listen to it. 2K and drinking. 2K and day drinking was the COVID move. I didn't even like to drink. I know it was bogus, but I did not like to drink. That's such a. I'm bored. That shit really happened, bro. Like, can we stop and recognize that shit for for real? How fucking weird is that shit? We lost a whole year and a half. Inside, just fucking twiddling thumbs, bro. I I was an RA at Butler when that shit started. I'm a father now. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on, bro? Two seconds. <laughs> Trolling savage Balashi. He already won, but that was yeah. Yeah. I was gonna get there. 
It would have taken me a second. Yeah, you're right. I would have got there, but it was and definitely going to take me a second. Crazy, like I said, you it's got to be something that I have listened to multiple times. Bro, even I got to go a, back and start listening to Dialogue again. Cause even I if it's a track on it. I just know what the albums will be because I'm, I, I don't know. I'm photographic memory, I swear, because I can just look at it from like the, the track list. Mm-hmm. And the cover art, and I know what it's on, but I just can't. It'd be blurred. What's your What's your favorite Travis Scott song of all time? Just uh, completely uh, random. Astro Thunder. Astro Thunder. Astro That's a good one. Astro Thunder. Uh, well, it was Houston, but now it's Blues. It's not what. Blues. Mm. What's your favorite future song? Hmm. What's your favorite future song? Um. You have to pick one. Probably like either Harley or Fetty. And then they're back to back. They're back to back. That's a good one. Okay, I was just curious. Snow on the Bluff, actually. I listen to that shit all the time. It's actually. It's actually a really good song. I fucking love that shit. Mm, I've been listening. Uh, I've, I've been digging on YouTube. I feel like I just. Ooh. Cousins. Board center? Two. Two. It's, no, I song. Um, was the the I can't think of it. For yours truly. Where from yours truly? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cousins. You talking about yours truly? It's it's like for for your. No, yours truly. Like the little like. It's like two EPs are like one's the first one was like seven, uh, the second one was like four. Songs, I got I you. I see. I see. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah that shit was fire, bro. Cousins went crazy. Relatable stories. I don't bro. think there were DSPs. You're on SoundCloud. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. But that was an old song. What's your favorite J. Cole song? Of all time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I didn't say that, I probably would have to say Land of the Snakes, though. That'd be my second That's favorite. That's a good ass song. That's probably my. That's a good ass song. That's a good ass song. Mine's definitely on that album. Um, what's the one where he. What's the one that. Uh, no, actually. No, it's not. Dude, sadly, mine's off of KOD. It's the one where, uh... He was doing the Kill Albert shit. The one where he's like, ain't no need for that. Because I got two I'm thinking of. I got the one, the first one that comes to my mind is the one where it was like, Mary, man, I totally did for one Oh, yeah. yeah. That one? The, what is that? That's the intro to... I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's the intro. This? No, 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 no. no, no, no. It's the one after this. It's the other skit after that. It's the one with my caps. Once an addict? Or friends? No, it's not on here. It's The, the my caps one is on, it's on, it's on, um. Born Center? Yeah. Mm. But the other song is on there. He's talking about. What other song you think of? <laughs> Oh yeah, so brackets. That's just, that's the like a lot of money. This shit is a good ass song, bro. That's a good ass song, bro. I love that album cover. I love that album. That is. Well, on Born Center, I think that's two albums are mad underrated. But it's not the intro to Land of the Snake because the the intro to Land of the Snake is the King Sermon. I fucking love this shit. 
Yeah. Whoa, that whole fucking tape is crazy. That's how I feel about overly dedicated. This whole shit. That's my favorite part of words. I can't do it, bro. Is she gonna pop? Nope. Put the other song. Is she gonna pop? Yeah. Is she gonna pop, bro? Is she gonna pop? Is that shit, bro? What's your favorite Drake song of all time? Drake? Yeah. Fuck. That's fucking tough. Um. Damn, bro. Um. I'm trying to think which one which one do I go to hardest so I'm singing it my favorite Drake song um ah I got it probably like a basic like issue when it comes Miss to this. Me or Underground Kings probably is it that one is that right I think so but yeah Miss Me was the first song I think yeah. besides a Millie and um, I didn't know that kind of moved. What was my first Tupac song? I remember it. America's Most Wanted that with Snoop Dogg. Those are the first two songs I really like. Remember, like word for word. Besides a Millie, like I mean, I just was that was just like culture. But like outside of that, that was fucking. That was it. Rap. And then I started getting the Kanye West again. So then, yeah, yeah. Headlines. Super basic, bro. Super basic. Bro. I don't even care. I fucking love that shit. It got played out. It was so fucking good. I still like, like I just, I try to think of the song. Like when it comes on in the car, what am I singing the loudest with? And headlines is the one when it comes to Drake. Uh, thirty for thirty freestyle, or that's a hard one. I like Passion Fruit's a good one. I like Still Here a lot too. Oh, that's on um, Nah, that's Views. Is it really? Mm-hmm. That one started to stick in my head. There's a TikTok, like when I first started watching, there was. Still Here. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. It was a highlight tape of D Wade in Miami. It was like the the four stuff, and then like it shows him in Chicago and Cleveland, and then it shows like the game wearing his Warriors when he came back, and that song was playing in the background. I was like, that song instantly elevated. Like it was already, I love that song so much. I was like, immortal status. Yeah, that's right how I, hey, that's how I felt about Amazing when it first came out. Ah, uh, when it was on Two K Ten. I was on the two thousand eight finals, mm. and they was doing the Kobe. Oh, bro, bro it was so hard. Bro. My my mom hated that song. My mom fucking hated it. You know why that my mom hated this one? I used to play 2K10 so much back on my PS2. And, like, you could go in and edit the soundtrack, you know, pick which songs you wanted to play. I love that song so much, and I really didn't care. Like, I didn't... I wasn't listening to rap music a lot. So, like, I went through and just, like, turned every song off where that was the only one that played. I agree. The guys laugh. I was being dead serious, bro. I'm getting fucking beat by 30 and all I hear is that my bestie and a testy? That's my best friend. She a real best I hear I hear ah! I hear that or then like I need a blow with me all night. Yeah, but 2K Dog be having me crying. I hear fucking I need a boy that can cuddle with me all night as I'm loading back I'm loading back into the fucking locker room after getting wiped by 40 and that's what I hear. I'm like, bro, come on now. Like fuck, man. I won. Bro, literally, like just 
I don't know who they think is buying the game, but I promise you, they're not. Like, <laughs> yeah. bro, I promise you, the people that you're making the soundtrack oh, for are not buying the game. Like, yeah. but I, that's the one thing I can't stand. And a lot of companies do that. They're like, they try to pander their product to people that don't fucking use it. Yeah. Like, and this is this is coming from a guy like I try to talk about baseball all the time. And I read this tweet one time, and I've agreed with it ever since. And they're like. It's like stop trying to make the game of baseball for people that don't like fucking baseball, because they're like speed the game up, do this, do that. Like they're trying to pander the game to me and Sam, and they're like, and you're over here like, bro, I fucking I watch sixty games a year, which is a lot when you look at the fucking full schedule of no, shit. God. Like, I'm gonna be real with you. It's sad to say because I thought about this the other day. I watched, which basketball is probably my favorite sport over baseball. Mm-hmm. I watched thirty. No, I have a, I have a calendar. I have a marker actually. Really? Yeah. How many baseball games do you watch or football or basketball? Baseball. I watched forty baseball games last year, not including the playoffs. That's still a lot. I watched three Florida Gator college basketball games this year. I couldn't tell you how many Ravens games I watched. I probably watch more Ravens games this year than I do usually, though. I watch all the because I used to fucking I used to work all the fucking time. That's the I issue. The only game that I didn't watch of ours this no, year. No, I don't. No, thanks. I think the only games that I didn't watch of ours this year was we went against the Rams this year, didn't we? Yeah, that was when Lamar was hurt. Yeah, I think cause that's the only game I. Didn't I could tell you. I can look at our schedule and tell you exactly which games I watched versus what I didn't. So, <laughs> do we watch the Raiders game together? Oh, no, I wasn't saying it's okay. Like, shut the fuck up. I was just saying it's okay. I was going to say it's okay. I don't, I don't think I watch the Raiders games. game. I just, I'm, a, I'm a stat junkie. So I, I didn't watch the KC game because I was at work. I didn't watch the, the Lions game because I was at work. Um, I think because you were at work. The Denver one, we, I was on the road. I didn't get to watch that. We watched the Indy one together, didn't we? Yeah. The fucking yeah. Lamar comeback. I remember that. Yeah. I watched both Bengals one. I didn't watch the Chargers. I didn't watch the Bengals or the... No. I swear to God, I watched like two games this year at best. I watched both Steelers games. I'll always watch the Steelers games. Well, yeah, you have to. It's kind of like a rivalry. Yeah, that is. <laughs> we fucking lost both. Yeah. Ah! I All I want to do is beat Big Ben in his final home game. Of course not. I watched the Raiders one. <laughs> I watched the Chiefs one. I watched the Lions one. I watched the Broncos. I watched the Colts. I watched the Chargers. I watched the Bengals. Did I watch the Vikings? I'll probably watch like the last couple minutes if I did. Yeah, I was like, I watched the last couple minutes of a couple of them just because the Dolphins one I did. I actually did. I had old enough exactly after that. I watched the Bears. I watched the Browns. I watched the Steelers. I watched. I watched the Packers. I watched that shit because Tyler Huntley went fucking nuts. Uh, I watched the Browns. I watched most of the Bears game too. Did not watch the Rams game, but I did watch the Steelers game. I know I didn't watch. All these fucking close ass games, bro. Like, look at this. We beat this, the Chiefs by one. We beat the Lions by two. We won in OT against the Colts, and we lost in the Vikings. Lost in OT against the Raiders and the Steelers, and then we lost by one to the Steelers, two to the Browns, one to the <laughs> to the Packers, and then one by the Rams. Before we get into the rest of the episode, we're going to do an ad break real quick. So we're going to jump into an ad, and then we're going to get to the meat of it. Very questions. Straight up. Read on. 
Nutrisystem will help you transform your life inside out with a personalized weight management experience that's effective, simple to follow, and made just for you. Nutrisystem is a leader in in the weight loss industry, having helped millions of people lose weight for nearly 50 years. Nutrisystem offers safe, effective, and scientifically backed weight loss plans with a distinguished science advisory board and strong clinical studies. All plans include comprehensive support and coaching options from trained weight loss coaches, registered dietitians, and certified diabetes educators available seven days a week from an award-winning contact center. Nutrisystem is committed to continually elevating the nutritional quality, taste, and overall appeal of its foods through innovation and its food and nutrition mission, an ongoing effort to make its foods fresher, labels cleaner, and approach to ingredients more transparent. Sign up today at Nutrisystem.com with deals for men and women on the chef choices starting at just $10.21 a day, including free at-home delivery. Back with the show. We're going to get to some fan questions now. Um, first fan question that we have comes from a dear friend of mine. Love her so much. Shout out to my girl Lydia. Do you guys think that <laughs> Drewski would be good at stand up comedy? Entanglement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, like, it's, the way he touched his chest, I was like, mm-hmm. nah, um, Drewski. No. Really? No. I agree with him. Hell no. Really? I think he's more of a naturally funny person. I don't think he's going to be able to formally person to... Comedy guys are naturally funny as well. But they can structure themselves. They can structure themselves over time. He's not going to be able... I'm not going to say it's not accomplished. Like, he can do it, but I don't foresee him being able to do it. Like I think like two to... Yeah, two to three years from now, I think so. Because I think the best comedians also tell stories. Mm -hmm. So, like... I'll tell you what, that motherfucker's probably got some stories. You just got to build them up. Like, and that's why I think, like, in comedy, you can only have a certain amount of time where you're at the top. Because eventually, you're going to run out of stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, half of the shit, like, you remember what Kevin Hart was talking about going out and partying with D-Wade and how he had to, he got himself in some financial trouble because D-Wade was like, oh, that shit ain't nothing. And fucking the next night, D-Wade's like, you ready to go out again? He was like, on the phone with his financial advisor, be like... <laughs> Fuck no, I ain't going out again. Like, that's what I think. That yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure that happened. Yeah, but like, also like the the shit of the still to this day, my favorite Kevin Hart moment was him talking about he was in Cleveland and LeBron and Shaq are in the crowd and he's talking about the way that Shaq falls down after like a missed rebound. It's by still by far and away my favorite fucking segment because it's so funny because they're they're watching him and I'm fucking dying laughing. They pan the fucking camera to the crowd. You see every all these fucking white people and there's a couple black people sitting down in the crowd and then you see LeBron 6'9 big ass with his hat in his hand fucking crying fucking slap in the air. So, like, you got to have stories to tell. And I feel like Drewski's got some, especially with the dumb shit that him and Jack Harlow probably get into. I, I've seen uh, an interview with him. It was when he was on No Jumper. It was another one that he did. But he also, he talks about, like, he wants to get into stand-up. I think he but can be successful. stand-up is you have to be able to, like... Like, first, it's not going to be, like, a couple people coming on your live or, like, quick skits. Like, that's, like, a... A minute max. All right, you're going on Instagram live doing could have been records. That shit is funny, but like also roasting niggas. Yeah, it's like a lot of that is what's your audience right. like. Yeah, with those type of like stand ups, those are like arenas that people are selling out. So it's like imagine performing. You have arenas, then you have to have 
the people that come out before you, you're set up. They have to be just as funny as you are, if not a bit. They can't be funnier than yeah. you, though. That's the same thing. You can't have a well, crowd burn like out they, on sometimes you. They, they can be. Because I've seen people have plenty of people come out. Like, Cedric the Entertainer used to open up for Mike Epps at one point. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like... Because you want them to be funny... I guess I see where you're coming from. You don't want them to be funny, but you want them to be funny because, like... They have to warm the crowd up. If them niggas get out there and niggas have not laughed this whole time, niggas going to be like, what the fuck is you got? Exactly, yeah. Like, exactly. We spent all this money for a laugh. And there's a couple things that makes a successful comedian eyes and like I think he wants to do it and that's the number one thing because like you have to be able to sit down and the way that he's talked about it you can tell like he knows what it takes you have to sit down and you have to plan two to three hours of material and make sure like so like that part I think is tough because I feel like a lot of people that are like have made headway the way he has in social media and everything just feel like they can hop on a stage tomorrow and just fucking yeah just be funny that's not how it fucking works but somebody was like i seen somebody the other day and they were talking about the j cole tour and how he opened up for j cole and they were like he's really funny but he's not comedian funny to the point where he can't do shows like that because he was trying everything in his mind to keep that shit going but then like it turns from being like funny and like having stories and shit like that doing comedy to, I'm just gonna start roasting niggas in the crowd, and go off of that, and just have niggas laugh. Which it, it's it cool. It works for a cool minute. Yeah. And the thing about that is like that'll always work because no two crowds are the same, yeah. and no two people in different crowds are the same either. Yeah. Like, so and another thing is like the my favorite part like that sets comedians apart is like opening with a solid button like the punchline to your first joke and then drawing back to it and back to it and be like so like you get through these stories like Kevin Hart will get through his third story and be like and that's what a fucking bag floating down the river was a, and you're like somehow this motherfucker brought this shit all the way back to square one again yeah, and I'm fucking laughing again I don't think anybody does that better than Dave Chappelle he really puts a different art form to the comedic industry in general I think what Dave Chappelle does is shock factor Shock is so good. Like if you're able to shock, if you're able to go into because I think that's another thing with like being a comedian. Like which sometimes I look at Drewski, I'm like, damn, you do a little bit too much. I think that's what you have because he's not. Like, you don't be scared to call with the bitches. Like I, I've we've seen that, but that motherfucker Dave Chappelle is just going because him and between him and then the Cat Williams, they'll talk about gays, lesbians. They'll talk about LGBT. They'll talk about. The very unstructured topics that bring diversity well, and issues I, to plenty well, of I saw I saw Chris Diela talking about this on I saw a TikTok of him talking about it at a show and he's like he's like people getting mad or triggered or whatever at comedians for what they say during a show is the weirdest shit. And he's like he's like, You paid me money to come up here and say these things, and then you got mad. And he's like, the reason it's not so weird is because it's such a drawn out process. Like, you buy your tickets, give a month or two in advance. You're like, oh, I'm fucking, I'm excited to go see him. You get there, you're laughing the whole time. Ha ha, the show's funny. And then you get to that one part where Dave Chappelle's talking about transgender people or whatever, and you're like, not really. That's kind of okay. But, you know, at the end of the night, you still go home, you're like, that shit was funny. Like, mm-hmm. and then the next day, you wake up and you're like, actually, that one part was kind of really kind of messed up. And you think about it, and now you're mad. Right. But if you sped the whole fucking process up, and I would walk up to you, Shay, and I was like, here's $20, make me laugh. And you were like, said some fucking joke. And I was like, that's stupid as fuck. Fuck you. And then I left. You're like, you just paid me $20. And they got mad at me. 
and you left. Yeah. I still made $20. I don't really fucking care. Like, exactly. Yeah. You're like fucking, all right, I guess. Like, and I agree. Like, it is, it is weird. And, and also another thing you mentioned, he's like, hey, you know what the best part of us standing up here doing all this shit is? It's a joke. I didn't mean it. Like, uh, that's what I do, you know? Like, no, but he didn't even mean shit. Yeah, I mean, that's just <laughs> all, all good jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I get what you're saying. I'm talking. All right. Next thing is, somebody said, this was actually a really good question. Mm. Um, This was actually a really good question. I'm not going to lie. So I was talking to one of the guys that I wanted to go to take patties with, with Elijah. Mm. And I had shown our show. He listened to it for a little bit one of his chapter brothers and he was like we always talk about like accomplishments and like um what do you say like we always talk about like how we don't think that well, mostly you but I'm starting to go on your wall like plats and like number one records being like the end of all like their accomplishments and stuff like that so he was like we always talk about them like platinum years ago that being the end of all but does that at least push you to the direction to like respect them more well, yeah, it's like any accolade. Like, when you get to the end of somebody's career, they're 17, I'm all-star. You're like, all right, well, obviously this motherfucker did something. Like, at the end of the day, the all-star is a popularity contest. Yeah. Like, Kobe can make it in off nine games. Stephen Curry, or, like, Clay played four before the all-star break, and he's votes gets voted into the all-star game. So, like, but at the same time, that shows you how much they mean to the game at that certain time, or, like, how big that fan base is. I wonder what you think. So, like, you only like this album with Post Malone with Stoney, but you don't like the other two albums. But ever since then... I mean, I'm not going... going yeah, I'm not going to say, like... The it don't, numbers it don't, like It don't necessarily depreciate what they're... The artist is particularly able to do at that time, but for, like, a personal thing, it's, like, for lack of better words, like Owen just said, it's more of a personal accolade because... If you're really enjoying someone's music or at that time like a music like you just said, Stony was a I felt like at that time I liked Post Malone's music just based off of how he presented the re- beginning of his career. As to now, like I don't I'm not gonna say it's trash. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say I don't fuck with it, it's just I'm not gonna listen to a car like I'm not gonna go on a car ride and listen to this shit for nine hours. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's probably like a really like fucked analogy but I use that often cause I mean think about it you ain't got nothing to do but listen to music if you're in the car mm-hmm. for multiple times like, like multiple hours in the time like that trip or whatever so if I'm going on a 9 hour trip and I really enjoy your music like I could say okay this is my one of my favorite artists I think that's where I make the differential but, but to say like I'm not gonna respect what he's able to do like no, nah, that's like me saying like like I mean, there's controversy in that still, though, because, I mean, there's people that made platinums and, or, like, platinum hits or have gotten platinum plaques for music, i.e., like, 6 9 well, I'm, maybe it's a goal, but even then, it's still personal record to him, and I'm not listening to his music on a regular basis. There's people that don't fuck with him based off of what he's able to so do or whatever, but I don't think it diminishes the the music aspect. I mean, so shit. That, well, like, well, with that being said, like, does it draw like with their platinums and like their like accolades? Does it pull you to like respect them a little bit more at least, or have some type of respect for them? I don't know these people personally. Well, like I'm talking about the music. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, you're doing something right. Clearly, you, you got the numbers Selling. and the money. Yeah, I'm not. I'm personally just like a person like if if I fuck with it, I fuck with it. Ain't nobody gonna tell me otherwise. I don't really. A lot of people like, and I say that because to keep it simple, a lot of people don't really know like the specificalities that actually go into like what a gold record is or what a platinum record is. So like. If you see his platinum and goes, oh, okay, well, it's selling, like, you might know it's correlated with money, but you don't know the technicalities of it, so it don't really necessarily dawn on you. You just, like, fuck it, it sounds good type shit. So. So, I was talking to the guy, and what I told him was, I was like, yes and no. And I feel like with music more than sports, you can, well, I feel like with both, you can do that. So, like, all the accomplishments with that Russell Westbrook has is amazing. I know that he's a great athlete. There's a mean shit to me that I have to sit there and say that he's the best player of all time. My standards is different to with oh with Nick's. Standards. It draws your eyes. It draws my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You can the respect it. Is, yeah, you can respect it, but there. It. but then I go. It goes back to what we talked about months prior. Is the one trick pony, right? He's not doing the triple double thing no more. Well, it's also what are you doing for me now? 100%. All right, yeah. you got four platinum records. Cool. The last one came out in 2017. Where you at now? That's where I was leading on to. 100. I had to steal it. My to, bad. Yeah. <laughs> I had to jack you. When we got to there, it's like, all right, we still want fucking argue. I did. Well, I, I, mean, I, 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 I apologize. To rebuttal that though, like there be situational errors, which I mean, obviously it's gonna be gray errors for anything, but I mean. You're trying to put a timestamp on something that's great. I mean, shit. That shit came out like 2014, 15, and that shit still sounds like. And I'm pointing to a poster in my brother's room. It's Tame and Paul's Currents. Great ass album. That shit's fucking phenomenal. Great, great piece used for tons and tons and tons and tons of samples and shit. But Near Tommy Now, which obviously the next album did come out, it was still really good. But it's like a lot of people try to say they fell off because shit. Now we know what you know Tame and Paul's about. They got commercial success or yeah, whatever. So like, I mean, it's obviously gonna be like you know gray areas for that shit. But for the most part, if you fucking with somebody, you fucking with them. You ain't really gonna care, person. I'm not gonna say you don't care, but you're not really gonna notice what you really just listen to that sound at that time where you're submerging yourself into that. You know, this shit sounds good right now. Well, that's also where it's different because, like, for Tame Impala fans, you're like, you listen to that, you know how good that is. The next time it came out, you're like, this is my sound. I enjoy this. I don't care if it went silver. Yeah. I fucks with this. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. Now, like, me looking on the inside, I've never listened to that album before in my life. Um, so I'm looking, I'm like, that's a good ass album, but I'm like, the, the current shit I'm like I don't know but like I listen to that and if I like it enough I can go listen to new stuff you know like you have to have something that's going to catch somebody's attention now yeah. once you've like for J. Cole to drop say J. Cole drops three albums in the next three years and they all suck they all go like silver they don't sell they're horrible and then another one comes out in 2027 I'm still going to listen to it but that's me. I'm a J. Cole fan. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's yeah, the same yeah. thing for Travis the Future. But, like, for somebody on the outside looking in, I'm trying to get my son into rap music. And the last three albums, and the only three albums he's heard from J. Cole, all went silver and they all weren't that good. Okay. What what pulls him to listen to the new I one? I told you, you like, as, a, as an artist, the respect factor can be there. Like, I can respect an artist more I can respect what they did. I can respect I can respect Little Pump for dropping D Rose. Yeah. I can respect him for getting a gold out gold song. But now I, was, I look he forgot that I actually wouldn't go to be real. But now he gets to the point where it's like, okay, 
you have nigga a gold plaque. Yeah, nigga. Do you live off the gold plaque and be like, oh, I'm, I got a gold plaque? Or do you make hit songs? Because there's been people that's coming here, such as Drake, such as Kanye West, such as Kendrick Lamar, such as shit, such as Baby King coming up, such as Don Tolliver. I mean, it might not be all, all his songs, but it's songs that he's hopped. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, 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 yeah. That, but like, Motherfuckers is getting in this game and finding their where they be at. Maybe all your songs are not your songs that you were platinum at, but you got platinum and gold records, and that's all that fucking matters. Right? So, I do want to talk about this. One of the things that I um, just found out here recently is that it says how many streams is equal to one single. I saw this. I saw this when you tweeted it today. This is probably some mind-blowing stats, but I'm going to go ahead and get some stats for you guys. That shit blew so, my mind. One of the stats is 150 streams equals one single. Like one sale? So, hmm? Like one sale of yeah. a single? Yeah. One sale. That's one sale. 150 streams. That's crazy. All right? How many album streams? Can, how many streams equal one album sale? 150. So they go for the same thing for a single and for an album. How many albums, how many streams goes for uh, something to turn gold? For a single, you need 75 million streams. That's fucking wild. Hold for on. For an album, you need a 750 streams. 750 million. Million? What was the single again? 750. They're both 750 no, million? No, no, no. My bad. 75 million, and then for album, you need. 750 million streams. Try to do the math on that. Hold on. Because I'm curious. Actually, yeah. So, divided by, what, you said 150? Mm-hmm. It's like 500,000 sales. Like, when you equate it back to sales. So, wait. So, a single, you need 75 million. Mm-hmm. And then for an album, you need 750 million. Yeah, for just for... S- for a single to go gold, that means that like it has to be that's five hundred thousand sales. Like when you divide that by one hundred fifty, that's a hundred. That's fifty thousand sales. Five hundred thousand sales. For an album, for an album to go platinum, you need one hundred and fifty million streams for a single. For an album to go platinum, you need one point five billion streams. Okay, hold on. Let me do the math on my own. One, two, three, one, two, three. I think that's, I think that's 1.5 billion divided by, what was that, 150? Yeah, 100, so? uh, uh, 150 million for singles and then 1.5 billion for uh, albums. That's 10 million sales. So, like, you'd have to sell 10 million albums for it to go platinum. And so is that for streams, right? Streams. That's how many streams it takes for something to go platinum? That shows you how much it would take 10 million times of me selling an album to get it to go platinum. But it takes how many streams to get it to go platinum? 1.5 billion? Yeah. It's crazy. So we're going to get into a commercial break and we'll get back on this topic afterwards. So let's get into our commercial break right now. 
one of the most dynamic and globally recognized entertainment forces of our time, opens up fully about his life in a brave and inspiring book that traces his learning curve to a place where outer success, inner happiness, and human connection are all aligned. Along the way, Will Smith tells the story in a full of one of the most amazing rides through the worlds of music and film anyone has ever had. Will Smith's transformation from a fearful child in a tense West Philadelphia home to one of the biggest rap stars of his era and then to one of the biggest movie stars in Hollywood history with a string of box office successes that will likely never be broken. It is a tale of inner transformation and outer triumph and Will tells it astonishingly well but it's only half the story. This memoir is a product of the profound journey of self-knowledge a reckoning with all that your will can get you and all that will leave behind written with the help of mark manson arthur the multi-million copy bestseller the subtle art not to give a fuck will is the story of how one person mastered his emotions written in a way that can help everyone do the same few of us will know the pressure of performing on the world's biggest stages for the highest of stakes but we can all understand that the fuel that works for one stage of our journey might have to be changed if we want to make it all the way home the combination of genuine wisdom of universal value and a life story that is preposterously entertaining even astonishing puts will the book like its author in a category all by itself all right so we're going to get into this last hour um i want to do this real quick so sam i gotta tell you this is this which i want to I want to tell you how many streams it takes to go platinum, and this is for all. So this goes for Apple Music and all your streaming title, all that too. Okay. So for your to get a single sale for your single, you have to get 150 streams. Okay. For you to get an album sale, you have to get 150 streams. Okay. Now this is where it gets tricky. For you to get a single um. Single gold for your single, you have to get 75 million streams total. Yeah, okay, on the song for an album, you have to get 750 million streams. Okay, that makes sense because I mean, that makes sense. And then for platinum, you have to get for a single, you have to get 150 million streams. For an album, you have to get 1.5 billion streams to go platinum on the album. First, before we go into it, actually, no, we're going to go into this one first. Do you guys think the bar is set too high with the streams? And if not, tell me why. I think for the achievements, no. I think for artists getting paid, probably. 150 effing streams for one sale is like come on now like it should be higher than a, a full sale but I don't know I feel like that's crazy high though to me um, I don't know I feel like on like a music level to keep it simple like I don't feel like there's any like real like cap or boundary in it like I mean as much as it obviously is telling you right phrase for it or straightforward like right there black and white it's like okay you need this 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 okay cool but i mean it don't 
it don't have no margins. Like you could put this shit on one second, you didn't even hear the whole like instrumental. You didn't even have it hear a sound. Literally, the first five seconds might not have a sound on it, and then it comes into like you know a built-up instrumental. As long as you play that one second, that's a stream. It doesn't say cover to cover. It doesn't say a whole song. It doesn't say like oh this is a sample worthy album. I'm gonna snip snap all over these little parts and pieces out of this album. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Like. I don't know. I don't feel like that's necessarily the the hardest issue. But like you said, with like the money aspect, I think it could definitely be reconfigurated how artists are paid. I don't really feel like there's any real, um, you know, issues outside of that though. For a person to consider a stream, you have to play half of the record. So you have to listen to half of the record with no skips through. I mean, it's crazy. I don't necessarily feel like that's a you have to say for shit is there is there, is it breaking down by like partial streams or like partial streams like is, is it like you see what I'm saying is there like a certain time in like five five seconds to get you this amount of money fifteen seconds to get you, if you play a minute six seconds you can't like, play a song so like the moment that you start the song it mm-hmm. doesn't count as a stream mm-hmm. it has to be listened to for half the seconds so like like more than half is basically like which is why they make short and sweet concise songs nowadays that that Detroit sound is very very mastered that craft now for real, for real. when we read this this is the slavery of the group this is what makes it hard but like let me just read the the chart yeah so this is how much do streaming platforms pay per stream? So we're talking about per stream. So uh, title pays twelve cents per streams. Uh, Apple Music pays a whole penny per stream. Amazon Music pays uh, a fourth of a penny, and uh, Spotify pays uh, just about a third of a penny. So you need three streams to make a cent on Spotify. So to do the math for y'all, to get a thousand dollars from streams on these apps for title, you would need about eight thousand three hundred thirty-three streams to make a thousand dollars. Apple Music, you need about ten thousand to make a thousand dollars. Amazon Music, you need about two hundred fifty thousand streams. And for Spotify, it would take three hundred and three thousand, and then thirty streams to make a thousand dollars. So I mean, I mean, the album sales. If you're looking at like sales compared to that, that would be you'd have to sell about thirty-three thousand to make a thousand dollars. That's hella ass. People wonder why I only put my shit on SoundCloud. Motherfuckers wonder why not, not people me. talk about slavery when it comes to the music game. This yeah, is bro, why. Shit is ridiculous, bro. Fucking, you gotta. I got a three hundred thousand streams for a thousand dollars. This chain on my neck costs ten times that, that and then be, some. That's why you see all these people making outside money courses, like sponsorships. Like it's this. Like I mean, motherfucking people rap about it all the time. Like the league. Like the NBA and the map, the map, the rap game, or any sport for that matter, but especially basketball, always critique the same, bro. Like you gotta stay in the gym. That's why a lot of people just 
dump amount of fucking music, bro. Like, and you don't see, I'm not gonna say you don't necessarily see, but I feel like the last notable person that really was doing that shit was Youngboy. Dropped four albums in one year. Sat on it, got arrested the next year, dropped two albums right before he was left, came back, dropped another album, went platinum in jail, and then now this nigga's just, just chilling, bro. Like, I also want to talk about this as well. This shit's crazy, bro. So, 360 record deals are exclusive recording artist contracts that entitle a record label to a percentage of earnings from all of an artist's revenue streams rather than just recorded music sales. So, they signed that 360 deal, boy. I'll tell you what, that Supreme John you so, did. Basically, jacked. You, yeah, the Supreme thing that you do. All that, all that extra money you went to the side for? The books yeah. And the DVDs you just did about your life? That's theirs. Merchandise? That's theirs. You're recording, theirs. Licensing, theirs. Publishing, theirs. Touring, theirs. Appearance, theirs. I don't think anybody's really... Well, I don't know technicalities on it, which you probably might know more about, but I don't feel like anybody really mastered the art of fucking configuring a... or really outsmarting a 360 deal outside Frank Ocean. Because when he first came in, he was... Uh, the only person that's really, like... He was two-way, because he was... Like the last person to have a fucked up, fucked up deal that goes big yeah. was uh, Megan. I was like, Walker. I thought, I thought Meg. Yeah, yeah, I mean her shit was thrax, but, but they got out of it. The reason why I said Frank's because I remember he was doing technically our future was still being recorded at under a level. Like it wasn't a label label yet. It was still like underground type shit. Because once he finally you know signed it with, uh, I think I want to say it was a bridge. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Interscope. But I should know this. Anywho, once he signed with a bigger label and got the freelance tax to do off future, then it was like, all right, cool. But that's when they did the, the OF take two. And then he really started taking off from there. But I know he was technically on on, on that label and he was doing his own music under a different label, which got him stuck. But then he finessed it because he just transpired his life, essentially, into the last album we got, which was Blind. It's just crazy, bro. And, look, and, and don't forget to talk and tell them what date it was established. We're going off this shit. This yeah. shit ain't new. You're talking about this paragraph right in this no, picture? No, the paragraph. The, the, the graphic? Yeah. The picture itself? So, the certification for gold. That's crazy. Uh, to go gold, you had to move 500,000 units, which was established in 1958. Platinum was to move a million units. That was established in 1976. Multi-platinum was two million in increments of a thousand there, or a million thereafter. So two million, and obviously every million is you know three times platinum, four times platinum. That was established in 1984. Diamond was ten million and counting, which was established in 1999. Now that's the shit that needs to be updated. That's what I'll tell you. Because you, know, you know why they did that? Hmm. Beatles. Yeah. Beatles was breaking all these records. Which is also like, bro, there's just yeah, more. F- that, that. There's more fucking people to listen to music. Like, yeah, that's true. you kidding me? Like, so how? What was gold again by those standards? Hundred thousand? I think it was five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand, bro. I most artists will get that shit in under a day. Is that streams or sales? These are units. Units. So like, this is gonna be like a couple of like a couple of like streams mm. to get to that point. 
I don't know. Yeah, I was like, you could get that shit hella easy. Those flat streams. <laughs> there's not a diamond album out there, is there? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of them. Is it? Hmm. Uh, get rich, get rich, and die trying, man. Mm. There's a couple. Uh, it's not that much. But I'm think gonna look. I think it's like a short list. I'm curious. All right, guys. Next question that we have on the list. I think I think late register. No, I think college dropout is diamond now. Oh wow. There's a couple on there. Yeah. There's a lot. Well, I mean, when you um, look at all Yeah, I'll say yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at just rap. The Marshall Mathers LP from 2000. Yeah, Eminem. Life Top After Death. Hotel California. Eminem Show. Eminem has two diamond albums. Crazy Sexy Cool by TLC. All Eyes on Me. Two by Boys to Men. Country Grammar. I, I knew about Country Grammar. Millennium by... There's a lot of... Non-rap on here. That's Nelly, ain't it? Bon Jovi, Slippery and Wet. Oh, there's... When you dive into the other genres... Yeah. Yeah, okay, I can't remember. Nevermind right. by Nirvana. Yeah. The list goes... Do you need to take over? Do you guys feel like talking to girls? So, the question is... Is talking to girls nowadays... <laughs> talking to girls... When our parents were growing up? Hell, Hell. no. I know what I did in my time now. I've been thraxing y'all. My mom's class, or like my my parents, class, I'd been running through y'all, bro. I ain't gonna cap. You think Angel, you spent the same game? So yeah, you're saying? Nah, I'd been worse than my dad. I'm really straightforward. Yes. Nah. You say yes. Nah. No, no, no. I'm saying yes. If he's yes. saying no, I'm saying yes. You say no. Yeah. All right. No. Yeah. Why? I'd been worse than my dad. Well, I think also. I'm trying to tell y'all, bro. Look like, at. <laughs> Your dad and my dad and how they're spitting game. First of all, that's completely fucking different. Talk about morally here, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about what your looks. You don't have the looks that you have. I'm talking about talking to a bitch and like getting to the pants, spitting game. Like, you think there's just no difference? No, it's definitely different. It was worse back then. Yes. Because they, I mean, they were they were the freelance hypersexuals. We just more strict about it because we have the technology to know what right and wrong is. But then, and then in that time, they didn't they didn't necessarily have the access. They were more like that's why there was more like sexual diseases at the time. Now we obviously have kicked up health and you know, retrospect and got more knowledge about sex and how to do it and how to share that intimacy with your partner and getting that at a very young age i mean i was learning about this shit in middle school you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and there's girls that get that even earlier so yeah no nah, i know it'd have been way worse for sure it'd have been completely i do think it's different game. for sure because <laughs> like you just you just everything you just said like i mean if it's easier it's still different yeah like like it's com- yeah I, to me it's like it's completely different because you got to think about like so I'm thinking about my parents my parents got married in 1996 Tough. so 1995 they started they were only dating for like 8 That's months when they got married actually so um, 1995 you got cell phones around 1995 like it's so different like 
You walk up to a girl, let me get a like. It's all personal interaction. I do think it's better, but it's also different. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, that doesn't like you could. I could go up to a girl in the club, get a Snapchat, and just rely on my fingers to get the conversation done. Whereas twenty, thirty years ago, like, bro, you had to be able to talk. That's what I'm trying to say, bro. Like, let's be real. Like, we go back to the time, bro. Put me, put me before I was born. I was born ninety nine. Put me in time before that. I'm great in person interaction. I hate being on my phone as it is. So like, so it is really different. So you're changing. Cause like, look. Cause like, what I'm trying to say is like, I see where you're coming from. Whatever and every point that you made is valid. But it is different because back then, motherfucker, you had to talk. Your lips had to move. You had to be in front of the person. Oh no, I was. I'm still. I'm still standing on what I'm saying. Like, I still think. I don't think getting the end goal or to put myself in a, a sexual perspective would be different. Hell no. Because at the end of the day. When you make a connection with somebody, it's going to be up to that person regardless. You can say whatever the fuck you want to say. You can have her whatever. I just feel like I just feel like I know personally for myself, like, I wouldn't have treated no different. I just would be the same person I am. So, like, are you saying that girls nowadays are harder than girls back in the day? No. Girls back in the day are harder than girls now. Oh, wait. Okay. Yes, I am saying that. I think girls now are harder than back in the day. I feel like our parents were way more easily accessible because of what was going on at the time. Like, everything was in-person interaction. So you're telling me, oh, okay, shit ain't gonna be cracking? Like, if I don't have the phone or throw away the phone, that shit wasn't even a thing then. If I wasn't able to go out to the function, I know when it comes back, when I go to school the next week, I'm still gonna be able to talk to you. I'm still gonna be able to set something up for the future date. Nowadays, you can give a girl your socials or whatever, and you still gonna get blocked. You still gonna get ignored. You feel what I'm saying? That's just more demoralizing to a man. So I feel like in person, uh, you're not gonna really necessarily. I'm not gonna say it hasn't it doesn't happen, but you're not gonna necessarily confront that person and be like, "Oh damn, get the fuck out of my face, nigga, you ugly." Nah, you gonna play it smooth. Okay, cool. I'll hear you out. Here's the reason why a lot of y'all was born. Y'all parents ain't supposed to be together. She was way better than your dad, or vice versa. Yes, he makes dog plays that break my argument. I agree, but I oh, disagree yeah. with him because I feel like when he's talking about it, girls being harder to get with now, like I think. You also, like, and this is super sexist the way we're trying to break this down, but <laughs> you break it down by the type of female as well. Like, some guys and girls are easier to get with in general. Like, mm-hmm. like you go up to a dude at the club or a girl in the club, and you're like, hey, you trying to you trying to go back to my place right now? What's to do? Yeah. Like, I think there are more girls that are willing to do that today, but for the girls that aren't, I think it's easier to crack that shell today. But it's like back in men easier now than then. Yes. Definitely. Cuz I feel That's like in the, especially in the 90s, especially with everything going on, the music being the biggest inspiration outside of sports for a male, the only thing he was hearing is be solid at the end of the I'm day. No. Fuck what you talking about, fuck what you got going on. If you with your bros like Bros before hoes and all that shit was instilled off of the methods that these old heads was telling us about or were telling them about. I should say because I was in that time frame. But nowadays, it's like, nigga, okay, cool. You got hurt by her, pop a perk, and then fuck her friend. 
that's cool. I mean, some niggas really do that shit, but where is the end all be all that? Where is the actual like uplifting in that? It was like a lot of more like, okay, shoddy curves, you cool. Go get into something different or try to do something to acquire more currency. Mm-hmm. Like that's the difference between now and then. I feel like that made it, that makes it more easy for us. Like, uh, I would. I would say no, because I feel like, I mean, like it's the 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 general stereotype when it comes to men is like, men want to fuck. Like it's it doesn't matter how old he is, it doesn't matter how old you are. Obviously, when past the legal age, like, like if you like I said, I guarantee you, if you sent a hot guy and a hot girl in the club, and the hot guy walked up to a hundred females and asked them to go home with him, like right now, like or go to the bathroom, like let's go to the handicap stall in the bathroom. Get it cracking. I guarantee you that more guys would say yes to the girl than vice versa. But also, so that that part doesn't change. Guys have always wanted to fuck. Back in the nineties, like that that hasn't changed to now. I think today, the reason I say no is I feel like guys today are fucking terrified. Like if a girl came up and asked me that in the fucking club, I don't know what the fuck I'd say. I'd be like, uh, no, because you're trying to set me up. Something's gonna happen. I'm gonna walk through the bathroom I mean, door. That is about jump by like six guys. Like, and also like, I feel like, like, and it's it's hard for me to be in a relationship and sit on the outside of the single men group and look in and be like, y'all some pussies. But I know exactly what I was like when I was in that group. I was fucking terrified to talk to a female. Why well, I relied on this phone so much to sit on the other side and be able to just message, and it worked because I could talk. But I get in my own fucking way when I'm in person sometimes. Yeah. Now, I could be smooth. Don't get me wrong. Like, I had the skills, but sometimes I fucking turn the wrong way and get smacked. I think a lot of times with, like, both sides, it's like, I feel like our generation relies on our phone a lot, right? So Hell yeah. a girl and she's around a group of her friends. And that might not be you personally, but, like, a lot of guys do rely on that. Like, I remember when I was, I was talking to my ex, I remember she was with... A group of her nursing people, like mm-hmm. she got a table of nurse people. I walked over there. I was. I still. That was the yeah. realest shit I've still to this day. That is the realest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. I remember that shit like it was yesterday. We yeah. were sitting in the fucking like I don't think you realize like how crazy that shit was. Like we were just sitting in the lunchroom. We, had you spotted her before that day at all? It was that okay. That's what I thought. I thought it was that day. So like we're sitting in the lunchroom at the calf. It's like I it's know. noon on a Tuesday. Crazy. We're just all sitting around a fucking table, just eating. He's like, "Bro, that bitch is fine as hell." Really sitting like twenty minutes later, and like he's brought it up a couple Damn, times. I'm sorry, you ain't a bitch, bro. But he's like, my, yeah, 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 my bad. He was like, yeah, he was like, I'm gonna go talk to her, and I was like, hey, you know, every guy's like. I'm gonna go up to her. I'm like, you just sitting at a. I'm like, this is ten nurses at a table, all in the scrubs. I was like, that's the scariest table to walk up to in the whole world, because yeah, we all know stereotypes know. fly around nurses as well. Like, this motherfucker walked straight up to her, got her phone number. Fucking two weeks later, they was dating. I was like, this. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, bro. Well, that shit is still like so a, crazy to me. I'm like training and shit. I was like, damn. Nah, that's just crazy. I could have never in a million years did that shit. You uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe that was just me. Like I said, me sitting when I was in the single pool, I was like, ain't no fucking way I could ever do that in a million years. Ain't no way. But I tell you, once I got that phone number, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, 
It's cool. I'm not I was in there shy as shit. Don't get me wrong. I can walk up and talk to a girl, but I'm talking 10 of her friends around me. I'm going to get laughed at, bro. Don't get me wrong. The compliments of this nigga is through the fucking roof. Nigga, hell. I don't give a fuck. But the thing is, like, what I was thinking about is, like, I went up to her, but, like, at the time, I relied on so much of my game to be through that phone. Like, I was like, I gotta talk like this, this. I was this, too, like, yeah. Uh, that's that's our, that's our generation. Because you could spin it a completely different way. Yeah. Spin it a completely different way. Or like, for the casual fuck, right? You talking to a girl. Sorry for the guys out there, but you talking to a girl. That's what pillow talking comes in. You tell her what they want to hear, and that might be that might be the thing that a bitch want to hear, right? Not bitch. A female want to hear, right? But at the same time, like, how do I say this? Like, how do I say this? Like, you can spin it differently over the phone. You can talk to her and be like, baby, like, you can call her baby and babe. Oh, she I can text that. that shit all day long. She loved that. She think that you gonna want to be with her for the rest of your life. Mm-mm. Nah. Uh, you just saying that shit. That's four letters on a keyboard, dog. She don't get less than that. I want to say something because I heard something. Right, right. I, I want like, I don't want to blow Samari out, but like. I heard him say something the other day. He's talking to a girl. And I don't want because I don't want to listen to Sean. But it, it was smooth, bro. It was some smooth shit. And I kind of like that's why I sat here and thought about it when I made that person. I was like, like, is it that easy? You nowadays, s- like a girl, like I feel like our yes. generation has more feelings. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, like, feelings, bro. Yes, yes. Because niggas is. back in the day, we be overthinking so- shit like a they bitch. Crazy. Nah. I contrary to that, I feel like I don't know. I'm basing this more on the '90s because that's like the closest relative to 90s us. Or but, 80s. but um, I feel like they have more feelings because I'm gonna be real. Like that's when I feel like I feel like like. But in the music in, in the music we're, sense, I'm talking about they have more feelings because that's when we got like peak R&B. That's when we got real like love music. Going into the 2000s and shit, you're we get like a once in a lifetime album in that genre, like more frequently now as of 2020 because of COVID. But before then, it was just like eh, you got your five to nine people that you really fuck with in this genre. That's it. I'm trying not to. Huh? When it comes to feelings, I think you're both because you're saying that they had more feelings in the nineties. You're saying we have more feelings now. I think when it comes to like the overreaction and the like where you start like you know you feel your chest jump. I feel like we have more emotions now. I feel like they were more in tune to what they had because there was no text to. Like I said, I could twist it when it comes to the keyboard. I could sit there and was that that mic app sample we was talking about just yeah. 10, 20 minutes ago. He not like that. Is not like that's me on a keyboard. That motherfucker's not like that. You drop me in the middle of club. He's not the motherfucker. I'm staying on the side. Guess what I'm doing on my phone the whole fucking time. I'm not doing that shit. Well, like, and I also feel like back then, like I just look at my dad and like my older, like my older, my OGs. For yeah. Like they love the women that they're with and the people that they had kids with and shit like that. There was a bunch of people before them. So maybe that's the way that they were going about it, or but I'm looking at my family when they get into like some relationship. For the younger people, when these niggas love, they love. Oh yeah. Fact. So let's say for instance, when I talk to a female, right? I I've been called one of the most cold-hearted individuals because the shit that I say. Now the shit that I say 
to me seems like a normal person. It just seems like a normal dialogue. Yeah, it. But that same thing to you, it's like this motherfucker's what the fuck are you? I know what you just said that to yeah. like that, bro. Like, it's ludicrous. Well, he's being completely honest, though, at the same yeah. time. Like, it's just something that I could never see myself sitting there saying on people. A lot of people in our generation wear the heart in your sleeve. It's me. So I'm telling the person to shut the fuck up, and they're just like, why would you tell me to shut the fuck up? Like, and I, feel like I get that more now. You're being a dumbass. I feel like I get that more now in our generation than I've ever had in like, all the people that are growing up. You know what I'm saying? I said some hurtful shit to my dad before. I said some hurtful shit to my parents, I can admit it. But their reaction to it is way different than the people in our generation. When people but, get offended. Welcome to the 2020s. Like, growing up now, being grown as men saying shit. I've said shit to 21 years older to people that's older than me. And I feel like they acted up within, like, within our guidelines of 25 to 21. But... I feel like that also has to do with a lot of them being in like a different point in their life and already having an experience in that area. Mm-hmm. A lot of them gonna see through like not really the bullshit because I'm not saying what you're saying is bullshit. But I'm saying like the bullshit of the situation mm-hmm. or how you're like expressing yourself to really be like, okay, he's just upset right now. He needs some time. You know what I'm saying? So how, how how I simple? Think, is I think a lot of things is different though because I feel like you have been through a lot in your life, right? So like when we get into arguments me saying some shit to you, you might feel like that. Because I feel like, I do feel like every time somebody says something, it could change some true shit in what they say. Um, every yeah. time somebody says yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. There's been plenty of fights because he's my brother that I've gotten, I've said some off-the-wall shit. And it might have been true at the moment, but you speak out of rationality, right? Yeah. So Irrationality. I think Sam is, I think Sam is one, one of the most testament people I know because he can hold it better. Like, nigga talk to him. Sometimes the niggas that talk to him talk to me like that. I wouldn't be gone for that shit. You cut the fuck off. Cut it. Like, snip. Bye. I'm, he's just better. I feel like he's just better at holding it. Because, like, it's also, there's not a lot of people in our generation that are like you that can hold so much and be able to distill it as well. Like, I don't know. But back to the female side of it. Like, from talking to females. I feel like females back... I do feel like females back then were kind of more easier, bro. Because you be listening to some of the stories that I'm they be having, you. bro. But they had, like... They be in high school just popping yeah, like they really was just on some my action type shit. Yeah, my ending, my overarching, what I feel like, and then I think, uh, I again, I feel horrible for saying it this way. Like a majority of girls was easier to get with back in the day, but I think for the girls that weren't easy to get with, it's way harder to crack the shell than it is to crack the shell of the girls today. It's like the pool is smaller, the girls you can get with, but the girls that you can, I feel like you can crack that shell easier than back in the day. I'm gonna tell you like this. There's competition in family. Yeah. And what I mean where there's competition in family is my dad had a kid at 19 years old. Mm. His next kid he had at 20 years old. 18, 19. I'm 24 years old. Yeah. I kept that in my head. I was like, I will not have a kid by the age of 16. We, I won't have a kid by the age of 21. You're talking about that, like, so So my girlfriend is, she just turned 23 in February. Her mom had her when she was 18 years old. Her grandmother had her mom when she was 18 years old. So, like, on her 19th birthday, it was like, boy, fuck, or even just like, like, boy, like three months into her being 18, they was like, we fucking did it. Like, she was like, I fucking made it, bro. I beat the curse. Like, so, like, even we still had Brody early, but like, you made it past 20 was like a milestone. So, like, yeah. And I mean, my parents didn't have me till, I mean, my mom was. I mean, she wasn't super old. She was probably like twenty. F- 
damn. My mom's probably like two, three years older than I am now when she had me. But. There's generational curses, too. I think a generational curse is just coming to the, the, the fact of it. Like, if your parents had you, like, like 25, like, well, I won't say 26 or young, older. I feel like it's when it comes down to the young right? side. Oh, yeah. Because, like, like, also, Jake's dad is, like, 62, 63. Like, Jake's dad is yeah. old. Yeah. Well, actually, he's probably he's probably pushing seventy now. He was like six two when he was in high school. I had a friend. His name was Jackson. I'm gonna get to you. Mm-hmm. I had a friend. His name was Jackson. He was one of my closest friends when I was in Columbus. And I used to go to his house all the time because he had a hoop. And his dad would come out, but he was old as dirt at the time. I thought he was old as dirt. He probably old as dirt now, but he was fifty five when I first met Jackson. Oh, uh, how old you? You talk about high school? Talk yeah. about high school? No, middle school. Middle school. Yeah, I was like. In straight right? He's 55. I was going over to this nigga's house, bro, hanging out with him. He was, his dad was hitting something. And I would always come over there, but like, one, I never thought about it. Black guy, I'm like, nah, I just thought about like, my nigga, your dad's 50, bro. Motherfucker, my grandma's 50. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, this shit is crazy as fuck when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But then, as I grew up, I was like, I started talking, I started talking to like you, I talked to Tyler. I talked to like all my other friends. And I was like, outside of the life that I live or people that I've been in the white community, what about this weight? It's like not crazy for it's them. Like 24, like, 25, 26. It'd be higher sometimes. It can be, yeah. Well, yeah, because like Jake has. <clears throat> Charles' people didn't have them. Charles' parents didn't have them. I want to. Don't quote me on this, but I want to say it's like 26, 27. Yeah, Jake has a brother. Jake has a, uh, has a brother that's 27, 28. He's 24, coming up, come on 24. And then he has a sister that's 21, 22 now. But so like, like, yeah, there's a That's yeah. a generational thing. That's why I keep carrying on with the women were easier in that time. Because, I mean, shit, it's in the name of the coat fucking generation, the baby boomers. Like, they literally were booming out babies. Yeah, that it's was, more traditional now to see young couples and young parents because of this, the foundation that they set. Why do you think they have all this stigma? Up, oh, it's, like, it's, it's crazy. It's like to go to your point. Oh, yeah. On top of your point, not the control. No, you But to go on to your point, I'm listening to him. He's right because then a girl in a girl class. Bro, I, I I I promise you to this day, I never get this day. This is my first day of high school, North Side and Middle School, Columbus, Georgia. I went into the class and I seen a pregnant girl and I was scared for my fucking life. I was like, this bitch better not be in my class. Like, I don't know why. How I, old I was, were you? I was freshman year. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. 15. Think about it. How old are you now? Twenty-four. That kid is like nine years old. That kid isn't like the. That's the craziest thing to me is like, I have people that I went to high school with that I graduated with. I have a son now, he's three months old. I have. They weren't really like my friends in high school, but like, I have people that I know from high school that have kids that are like. That started kindergarten this year. They're like six years old. That's fucking crazy. But no, but like, this is what I'm thinking about. Like, this is where my story was going. It's so crazy. I see her and never seen another one, right? Now we think about it, we're like. Damn, motherfucker. I be talking to Sam all the time. I be like, damn, such and such from high school got pregnant. Motherfucker, back when our mom and dad was going to school, Shaniqua and Lindsay was already pregnant by the fucking sophomore year. I never forget the stories that my mom used to tell me. She'd be like, yeah, I used to drop you off and come check on you period by period. And uh, 
pick you up and drop you off your diapers during my classes. Like, huh? Yeah, it's wild. Niggas got full grown babies at the age of fucking. My mom was. Yeah, and like I remember, like there's like four or five girls that got pregnant while I was in high school, and it was like it was the story of the fucking school whenever it happens. I'll tell you that. Like it's so common. What? It's not that common. It wasn't common when I was in high school. I don't know. I feel like for us, yeah. I I don't know. I'm not gonna say it's so common, but. I just think I just put it in like the pool of young characters. That Isn't that is so cr- like? Because you feel like it's so common, but like I said, I know like four or five girls that. Be- I was there for four years. I'm talking about like girls that were freshmen when I was a senior, and girls that were senior when I was a freshman. Also like, look at the area that you're in. Like, that's true. Like, that that has a huge factor to it too. That's like where you're from and where you're around. Because shit, ain't even, I'm not gonna make it on the like the specificalities of rural or not rural. I'm just literally saying like middle of Kansas. Midwest, like, I think generation curses for our generation has a lot to do with it. Some girls, I do think that some girls try to put the moral factor in there, but it's like you just don't want you want to. Nah, baby girl, if you gonna go, you gonna go. Shit, yeah, like, yeah, like you just you just like the fuck. It's cool. I can tell you, like, like I mean, for me, shit. For me, my dad was my generation curve. I looked at that nigga for everything. I looked at Sam the other day. I was like, twenty-one years old. 21 years old, don't got a kid. 22 years old, don't got a kid. 23 years old, don't got a kid. Just turned 24 last Tuesday, don't got a kid. I'm good. 21 years, 18 years old, black man in America, haven't had my name in the in the judicial system. 19, haven't got arrested. 18, haven't got arrested. 20, haven't got arrested. 21, 22, 23, 24, haven't got arrested. I've made it to 24 without seeing a jail or being incarcerated. Even God. Being in handcuffs at all. With the family name that my family has in yeah. the city. With that being said, on top of that, like, look at my brother. Shit. 21, 22, 23, 24. I still got some hair, nigga. It might be getting hot now, but I got it. Shit. Yeah, I beat my father. Like, yeah, my dad was 19, like two kids, bald, and stressed the fuck out beyond measure. But he wasn't on drugs. So that's a plus. Amen. Shout out to you. I think, think general regression is coming to a lot yeah. of it, but. I don't know, bro, because some of y'all motherfuckers just need to start taking accountability of y'all actions. If y'all don't want the fucking easy access or niggas that have easy access to you, cut them off, burn the bridge, block a nigga. It's not that fucking hard. I do think that, I think that you're right about that with the blocking and stuff. That shit's. I also think that females nowadays also put on a front. Like, they put on a front. You ain't as choosy as you think you are. But once you break down that front, bro, I don't roll with it. They're dirty, man. Well, bitch, I like Fronto. Also, I think a lot of girls like what I found out through this is a lot of girls think that Southern girls are like that. That's what I tend to go for, right? Loud mouth, jawing off at you, ghetto. Some would say, right? Once you break her down, or pause, but once you break her down, nah, in the, don't like pause. her emotion, yeah. yeah, like a and switch. you get to like her heart, <laughs> she probably is soft. I've most of the Georgia girls up here, bro. A lot of girls use emotional front, like they be trying to. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's, it's called to scale an emotional yeah. uh, block. Some people even use from prior trauma our generation, Some people even use as far as you got to be. Six foot five for me to fuck with you so that as a guard too. I'm like, sorry, baby. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I've been with my ex was notorious for dating. 
basketball players and stuff like that. I'm the nigga that took her. I ain't no nope. hippie nigga. Kaitlyn, Kaitlyn only dated skinny guys before I showed up. So, see, like, I'm the complete opposite yeah. of that shit. Like, you got it. Yes. As long yeah, as you're good, personality care. gets you a long way, I promise you, man. Yeah, something like that. We all we we know who the ex was before I showed around. Like I don't look anything like that motherfucker yeah, at all. You know what I'm saying? I, I, Completely I don't, different. But I know if you said skinny, it's okay. Yeah, My boy, handsome. Ain't got a beard. Gotta live. Talk. And it connects, dickheads. Dickhead. You guys feel like sports nowadays is just <laughs> being a fan of a player than it is a team. Yes. Yeah, I'm and I think more, I think I'm the team started death with certain players, and I am like the full roster. Especially when it comes oh, no, no, no. to. Let me say the question. Again. Oh shit! Do you guys feel like being a fan that sports is much of just being a fan of a player nowadays than it is a team? And if so, what year did you think it started, or around what time? Well, I think it depends more on the sport. The sport as well, because when it comes to basketball. I mean, I think it truly, truly kicked in probably in like 10, 11, 12. Probably, probably 2010, if I'd say when it comes to basketball. I think that happened when the decision happened. I would agree. And I think it's only been reinforced by how freely NBA superstars have been moved by organizations and then also by players being as freely moved. Like, know. you look back 10, 20 years ago and think of like, like, look at Kobe and all the shit. He almost got dealt in 03. He was almost a Chicago Bull. That almost happened. That's a real thing. Yeah, shit's insane. And you look at Ben Simmons and James that's Harden now. Insane. Like, Yeah, like, and there probably would have been a decent chunk of people that went and followed Kobe to Chicago. But there is a lot of Lakers fans that would have been burning jerseys the second that deal went down. Yep. So, it just it doesn't happen as much anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, How do you feel about it? It doesn't happen as much in the NFL, but also we're talking I about mean, fifty-three guys, not fifteen. Like it, it's more prominent now, uh, especially in the culture that we have been. Again, I'm a fucking abuse it. I'm sorry, but COVID definitely has a huge factor to that. Considering the fact that shit, when you seen the bubble or when you seen the playoff, well, not really playoffs, but uh, I forgot the major league soccer that was still going on, but they had the pro the COVID protocols. You started realizing how much more they started like highlighting more key players or like the, like the the up and coming or whatever. I mean, I really feel like y'all said like when it changed over. Like I think y'all use basketball as a leading sport for this, but I personally feel like with basketball, it really changed in 2015 because that's when they that was the first time we had a different MVP. I think that was the year James Harden won it, and that was when you really when you start seeing like okay, this is starting to get a little different. You know what I'm saying? A lot, a lot more is going into the whole game as opposed to, like, a, a, a scheme or, like, a, a play style. It's more so, okay, well, shit, what can you do with when shit goes wrong type deal? Like, if you see, bro, he, starts, he comes over here on top of the screen, how are you going to counteract that? That's when basketball really, I feel like, started taking a, a shift, in my opinion. But I definitely still feel like it's definitely more prominent now, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, shit... I mean, we being real, like, some of these motherfucking teams still got old talents that are, like, you know, humbling or, like, good to look at. I mean, considering speaking, like, let's use, like, Tennessee. They got, you know, Julio Jones out of the blue, and then they started skyrocketing again with, like, you know, boosting numbers and jersey sales and shit like that. Because outside that, what they had the last five years, King Henry, or maybe three years. It may, it may be a smaller career. The sport, you get where I'm coming from with that. Yeah. Which sport it is definitely changed. Yeah, it does definitely have Because, like I said, if Kobe went to Chicago, who would you have rep grown up? 
I'd have been Kobe fan regardless. Exactly. Yeah, you would have yeah. been a Chicago Bulls fan. I was a when, Bulls fan. When, so when, been, when Brady cool left, me, yeah. when Brady went to Tampa. Oh, I was sick, bro. I don't Were you a Bucks myself. fan last year? No. Exactly. It's but different. I mean, and I think that also comes down to, first of all, it's harder to move, guys. Like, as much as we've seen a Russell Wilson trade happen this week and we saw Stafford, the you know, last year, like, big-time players don't get moved that often in the NFL. If anything, you see guys cut trying to save money and they sign elsewhere. Yeah. And also, like, we're talking about 53 guys on a roster versus 15, you know. And when a starting rotation, I'm talking about 22 guys, 24 if you count kickers and punters Shit. versus five. We just seen it with Aaron Rodgers. You said big time players, but he's been with the same team for his, his entire career. And you can see uh, Russell Wilson before te- before this week was the Seahawks for the was Seahawks his entire like life, 12 or 13 seasons. I'm sure his entire career. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Well, I mean that's the young guys We're talking older guard. Now what's we'll this now? I moved from the football team, well, the Gladiators now? Or the Guardians? The Commanders? Commanders Washington yeah. Commanders? I left the Commanders because of racial stuff, and I just didn't agree with the lyrics. Well, it's just, like, I'll never look down on someone changing teams, football, basketball, whatever, when it comes down to what your owner is doing. Now, if your front office is doing like, you got to ride it out, because the front office is going like, Dan Snyder, this is the same reason I stopped being a Knicks fan. It was the same reason because I yeah. fucking hate James Dolan. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he cares uh, more about his crappy music band that sells 10 albums over three years than he does about the New York Knicks, who are still the third highest grossing NBA franchise despite not touching an NBA Finals court since the 90s. But... Dan Snyder's, Dan Snyder's the same way. Like, there's a whole bunch of shit going on with Washington now. There's a bunch of shit like, 2020 was just a year fuck ups right here. I don't know, but there's racial shit. There's there's the sexism shit. uh, The whole way they handled Trent Williams, despite him probably being one of the best players that's ever suited up in that red and gold before. Like Ryan Carey. Yeah. uh, Like also, I ain't gonna lie. Lamar pulled me there. 100%. 100%. But I think I got there and started to like Mark Andrews more than I liked him. So Baltimore's a team, man. I like I like my team a lot. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Been around but for a while. Definitely like, of course, like, yeah. No uh, who? who so, who's your favorite team? Like, if you were like, if somebody asked you who's your favorite team right now, what's your favorite team? What? In basketball. What's your favorite team? Oh, the Grizzlies. Right now, the Grizzlies are? Yeah, it's yeah. The They're the most exciting team to watch. Okay. You're switching early. Like, if you come up to me and you say, who's I'm talking like you work at Menards and Tim comes up to you and he's like, who's your favorite basketball team? I'm telling you the Lakers. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Who's your favorite team to watch? I'm saying, who's your favorite team? Like, who are you repping? Now, five, ten years from now, whenever Bron hangs it up or if he leaves. Don't get me wrong. That jersey I told my grandma to buy, I watched this movie from LeBron put 50 points up the other day. That was like, the fuck am I doing? Like, this nigga's still the guy. Like, this, the like I said, if he leaves for OKC to go meet Bronny and then he retires the year after, who's your favorite team? LeBron retires, who's your favorite team? Oh, exactly. Yeah. It changes. It's because of the players. The player pulls you there. It's a more player centric league. LeBron leaves and he goes to play with Bronny. I'm following. You following him? I'm OKC, man. 
See, I can respect that. <laughs> that's the motherfuckers that when that move happens, you're like, I've been a Thunder fan since we was in Seattle. I don't know what you're talking about. No, like, for, for like crew military, like I'm already judging. I'm like, once this nigga gets the fuck out of here, it's John Moran, John Moran through. But I, I can respect mind, that. I like that's the, don't get me wrong. There's days I sit on my couch and I watch for a thing. I'm like, how are the Grizzlies doing? Like I, I follow two other accounts. I follow the Grizzlies and I follow the Nets just because I love KD and I love John Moran. Like and I can respect that the the people because people are always yeah, like ah I can't take bandwagon fans you follow LeBron everywhere like like I said if when he when he landed in Miami if Jake was one of the guys originally before he fell to OKC and he loved Russ he was a huge LeBron guy so like Jake was the guy that was like I've been a Heat fan since D Wade and Shaq won the title I'm like you fucking I mean Jake wasn't but like there was a ton of people that are like I've been a Heat fan for years I don't know what you're talking about like but you were like. Motherfucker, LeBron's here. This is my favorite player. I'm finna, like me, I'm finna watch my no, favorite player. Like me, bro. Be no, a Swiss Army I won't guy. lie. I won't lie. When, the, when he was on Miami, I was one of those niggas that lied. I was like, I've always been a Heat fan. See, like, that's the motherfucker I don't like. like yes. I, I won't lie to you. Like, I, was, I, respect it. I respect your honesty. Now, when he went to the, the Cavs, I was like, this nigga is cranky. I'm following this motherfucker. I don't really care. Now, I will say this. You can never question my loyalty when it comes to my Gators. I won't say that. Yeah. Lacrosse, baseball, football, <laughs> lacrosse, basketball, hey, swim, women's basketball, nah, chess team, like, hey, nah, waterpolo, <laughs> underwater basket yeah. weaving. I'm with I'll that shit. Check the flag that's on the door. Say. Like I don't really have no team outside of Duke, so that's why I love it. Fuck you. I mean, I'm a Patriots fan. I ain't switched up on the past, but like. The first thing I think of is like, who's your favorite team? I'm going to say Duke Blue Devils, like, over any other sport. When I first settled down with an NFL oh, yeah. team, I haven't changed since. I bounced around there for a while. I was bandwagon just fine. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, I, mean, I, I was a Chiefs fan for the longest time, and then Tony Gonzalez left for Atlanta. And I was like, I'm not fucking watching this poverty franchise without my favorite player here. I'm gone. I was like, I was like, oh, the fucking Colts made the Super Bowl this year. I'm like, I like the Colts. And then that year, the Colts made the Super Bowl, and then Lost to the Saints, I was like, bro, I'm a Saints fan. I don't know what you I got the Saints cup in the kitchen. On me. Drew Brees went dumb. He's been dumb this game. Was the Redskins fan when Jason Campbell got there? And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was between him and Donovan McNabb, I've always liked scrambling quarterbacks. So, like, I, I love this quarter, like, quarterback quarterback that can scramble and move. Mm-hmm. I've always been. And be like... Motherfucker, you watch Tebow. That's just... That's what I got into. Yeah. So, as I evolved, of course, picking the team, I was like, fucking Lamar Jackson can fucking do it all. That's what yeah, I did. That's, yeah, exactly. That's the nigga I'm going with. And see, that's how I was when I, like, so I bandwagon the Saints for that year, and I was I'm like... I was like, bro, I gotta settle this shit down. And I've always liked defensive football, and the first Madden I ever bought was 2005, the year to hit stick. Guess who was on the cover? Ray Lewis. Now, I came a Ravens fan. Two years later, they beat the Niners in the Super Bowl, and it's history ever since. Been a Ravens fan for a while, so. No. Yeah, I ain't. Basketball, I, ain't I don't even watch football until 2007. And I, I, I think was, I'm, I think I'm the, cursed. The past Super season, and then we lost to the Super Bowl. That nigga Randy Moss was on that team. That's what made me a fan of football. I know, like, so. I have a special place in my heart for Peyton Manning. I love Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning should so like, Kevin Durant. Whenever Peyton Manning was that nigga, like I would always watch and 
watching him go against uh, the Bears in the Super Bowl was always fun. I watched that game. Like, I love Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was always that nigga to me. I, well, I thought he was the GOAT over Tom Brady, but as time came on, I'm like, all right. Obviously, shit changes, yeah. Uh, he trolled me, bro. He just, 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 I'm just, sure he always he's did. Just, That's just brotherly shit, I said shit. That's no, it's always like that. Cause at one point when I was growing up, I used to just disagree, just to disagree. Motherfucker, but oh yeah, I like Nike. I like these now. Fuck it. I'm trying to just start buying this shit. He thought I was playing. I realized when I spent like two, three hundred dollars on some. He's like, oh wow, he's really sticking to it. Fuck it. Gotta do something individual. But that's just me being an asshole, bro. Just trying to be an individual person. Fuck it. Nah, bro. That shit's be annoying. They used to be like, look, bro. I used to hate listening to music first, bro. Cause I'd be like, bro, I put them on. No, you didn't, bro. But yes, bro. You I mean, everybody you, does you, that you, now. No, bro. No, nobody does. At the time, I swear. I'm because I mean, at my at this time, like, I I still really didn't have a big circle. I was known, but I didn't really talk to people like in depth, especially when it came to music and shit. I'm our first time. Like, I put this nigga on the weekend, bro. I swear to God, he was like, bro, I listened to this shit by myself. But bro, you didn't even listen to. It. You didn't even know who this was. Oh, like, I didn't know who Tron was before you show me. I have no but, I mean, issue. It goes the vice versa, because, I mean, well, well I ain't like, never really... Everyone likes being but... the guy that, like, oh, I put him on this type of music. So, oh, yeah. everyone, no one ever wants to be the guy, like, oh, yeah, he put me on. Like, get the nah, fuck I like, it, I like that shit, but that shit be fire, bro, because he's put me on some shit that I still, like, resonate, like, yeah, this shit's hard, bro. It's like, fucking hard. Like, oh, uh, bro, like, I ain't really, like, well, I ain't gonna say that. I, I really didn't listen to, look. like, a lot of, like... Post Malone, I listen to a lot of like fucking like I listen to a lot of uh How did the how like, did R and B music like that? Because like when I was growing up, like my mom listened to a lot of R and B music all the fucking time. So like I wanted to get away from that shit. The only thing that like my mom really like put in my hand that I like, still fuck with was like Give Rich Die Trying, the LP the Shady LP and fucking uh uh, the the collect the collectible version of uh, the greatest hits. It has twenty five records of two parts greatest hits. I think it came out like ninety four or ninety six. I can't remember, but that was that was it. And I had those on like a fucking what's it called a CD player. I'm weak and fucking headphones. And I literally listened to those three for like two years. And then I finally got my next CD. And that was fucking Carter two, and that was it. And then I started getting digital shit. I started getting iPods and shit. Bro, that's so like it goes vice versa, but I ain't never really like had a problem denying people putting me on shit. But I just know it's really rare because I listen to so much shit at exposure. Like, oh, here's something. I'm like, okay, Damn. well, you ain't put me on to this just because I ain't listened to it as much as I definitely heard it. I just didn't say shit about it because I wasn't fucking with it. But I mean, if it's your taste, it's your taste type shit. But I remember I used to get into arguments with Shay about that shit all the time. Like. Oh my god, like, bro, you hear this Drake song? I'm like, yeah, I heard it. No, you didn't, bro. On me, it just came out 16 minutes ago. I was on his YouTube. <laughs> I was like, on that shit, bro. It leaked. Now I show him the leak on you. So I'm like, same, same thing, bro. Oh, God, it's changed. I'm like, oh, I'll never, I'll never be afraid to, like, because, like, when you look at, like, my top three albums last year, you're like, MGK, which. <laughs> I, Kaylin's little sister actually was listening to that shit and I was like this shit kind of hard and I listened to it my other top two albums I would have probably never listened to if it wasn't for you and I was Ben Reaper 2 by Tron and fucking Emergency Tsunami by yeah. Nav I never would have came around to him if it wasn't you I just looked I was trying to pull up so I could actually get like which number it was they've refreshed the Apple Music shit to where it's the 22 replay now my my top four artists, Young Thug and Baby Tron have seven hours apiece. Nav has eight. The Weekend has 25. <laughs> yeah, he's at one, ain't he? I have, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's at one. I've listened to, uh, 
Dawn FM 469 times apparently. And Yeet is second with 38. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. I've been listening to that album nonstop. So, you made me almost want to listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet. I ain't gonna I, have I don't think I've shit. never told Sorry. people this. I'm, I'm fucking crying. That's fucking crazy to look at. Holy shit. I don't think I've never told people this, but like, when I was growing up, oh, I've told you guys, you guys know. But when I was growing up, my dad, no, um, when I grew up, my dad was my biggest inspiration on music. Now, I always tell people, like, I think it was the Black Album. My dad always, it was either the Black Album or the original Blueprint. My dad used to play it all the time when me and Samari were in the car with him. I love it. But I was like a 10 year old, I was like a 4 year old, 5 year old, 10 year old in that car listening. I was like, the fuck is this nigga? Talking about I don't like, understand any of the words cool. are yeah. being said. The melodies is cool. Like the music yeah. instruments of Bali sounded good, but niggas did not understand at all what the fuck Didn't was being said. Word, I wanted to go back and my inspiration for music really came from my mom because my mom was more of a radio hit type of nigga, but like if my mom really liked an album, she would go buy an album. So like in the car, I was listening to niggas like Rick Ross. I was listening to niggas like Raheem Devine. I was listening to niggas like um, Boosie. Boosie. Like my mom, the street thug shit, the yeah. shit that was good out there, but also really big on R&B. Monica's, Nikisha Cole's. Like my mom was buying CDs the day that they came out. So interesting enough, like I would, my first CD that I ever bought was Chris Brown. It was a Chris Brown CD. Then I bought Take Care by Drake. And I think all the CDs I ever had were just Chris Brown and Drake. And then I bought my, no, I bought I Am Not A Human Being Part 2. I remember that because I bought that and I told Sam about it. I texted him. We never really had any dialogue, but I texted him and I was like, oh, got the I Am Not A Human Being Part 2, nigga. Two shots of whatever. I found out about that one. Hey, you went dumb, bro. That shit is I used to just listen to radio all the time. Or, and then, like, I really... The only time I had a CD phase was when the radio went out my trailer. Other than that, it was like, I listened to radio. Because I like 93.5 a lot, don't know what you're talking about. 96.3 wasn't... It wasn't terrible back in the day. But the second I found about, previously known as 93.9, it was 93.5 now. It's been my radio station ever since. But I transitioned straight from that into into the aux cord whether it was through the cassette tape or it was through the, hey. the headphone jack like the bluetooth john exactly yeah i had this phone i had this phone called elite you know what it is uh, it was like this the flip phone. yeah but it had touch screen on the outside that's hard bro i used to motherfuckers living in the future <laughs> so i used to like text my music in the morning youtube my mom would let us take our phones to school so like my mom would be so mad at me because, like, I didn't really think I liked music like that. But, like, I had a talk with her. I had one friend, and he would come down and play the all-mixtape Wayne. He was a big Wayne fan. But he'd be all the mixtape shit. And he'd come and show me. His name was Amir. And I'd be like, Mom, like, I don't, like, S-O-D-M-G, all the mixtape, all that shit. He'd come show it to me. I'd be like, Mom, like, I didn't really think I like music like that. But this nigga really put me on. She was like, shit, you've always liked music. 
I was like, no, I haven't. This thing is putting me on music. She's like, no shit. I'm always like music. And I had that Lotus Elite. If she go through my phone or my phone storage and be like, why am I paying extra for phone storage? And it's off this little ass nigga downloading black and yellow and shit to this fucking Lotus Elite. And I'm playing this. That's bro, I'm, talking about, I'm flipping my phone, walking around every day like this. I used to be on the SAS bus with my gold phone. Oh, I go up to the like the fucking speakers, and when I heard the song come on, it was uh like on the radio. Like I'm like, talking like like tooted and booted. It was on the radio one time. That was a YG hit in 2010, bro. Yeah. And I was on that bitch getting oh, but no motherfucking gold phone, no flip phone. I ain't have the capabilities yet. Nigga was trying to get the 30 second clip. Now nah, hear it back. Well, no, like, do it again, do it again, cause I didn't get the right part. Yeah, bro, it was all bad. Yeah, it was all bad. Georgia. That's what my mom used to do. Oh god, bro, it was all bad. 107.3. 107.3. Bro, I think I was like on the it's like a pop state. We're almost done, guys. But it's a 107.3. It's a pop station. We used to always listen to it. Me, Najee, and Tay, bro. God be my witness. I can call it right now. She'll tell you. We used to always hear like little like little jingles like Alvin Levine or like Katy Perry. And I used to be like the one song that would stick with us. We always listen to it. And that's how I figured out about uh, what's his name. I work with him now. He, you know what I'm talking about. It's like the pop guy is big on the radio. Oh, Brew? Not Brew. No, he's he's older. Uh, uh which song? Elvis Duran. Ah. Elvis Duran. I saw a picture about Elvis Duran, and uh, he would always play like pop hits and shit like that. But that's probably like the most. I was like, I really sometimes I really wish I could go back in time and let Shane now meet Shane whenever he was younger, because like I like. I was only on what, what was big at the time, the mixtape, so I was on Waka Vlogger, Gucci, all that, right? I left, I came here, and I, I had to give Sam props. I had to give Sam props, because I got here, and um, Sam had his the iPod or whatever. It had the iPod Touch. It is. The fourth gen, no, not with, like, the, with the silverback it on was it. Like the fourth. With, like, oh, God. Trippy with Juicy J and The Weeknd. Same old song. I was like, he, he played, he let me listen to it, and I was like, Fuck is this shit? This shit is fire as fuck. I was killing myself. And then he was trying to put me on Tyler. I was like, nah, I don't fuck with that shit. Nah, I'm not, I'm not gonna fuck with that shit. Then he put me on uh he put me on Travis. Samari did put me on Travis. It was Al Farrell. He showed me Al Farrell. And um I only knew about Travis cause pause real quick. Before Al Farrell came out, notably speaking, he like this is where people don't understand why he's so close to Kanye, but it was really a Kanye effect, because when he first came out, he did vocals for Jay-Z on the fucking, uh, what you call it album, um, Magna Carta Holy Grail, right, but before that had even happened, he was already working on, cool cool, yeah, Cool Summers and shit, so, like, that's really what put me on, because, like, I'm a huge fucking Kanye fan, like, thanks to my mom, shout out, but, yeah. It's probably interesting to a lot of people because they probably think I was just. I, I've always like, but the South Side music scene, like, like you from it's a, it's a culture, it's a cultural thing more yeah. than anything. You just submerge yourself. I think yourself integrational in music is like environmental. So, so yeah. we was listening to that shit. Me and Sam, Sam showed me. He showed me Travis Scott, but he didn't tell me to listen to him. He showed me him, and I went back and I seen Travis Scott on a Diamond Supply shirt. It was the one where he was like with the trunk, was like with the trunks open, like the Houston vibes, the diamonds and shit on the diamond splasher. I was like, this nigga everywhere. 
the fuck? So I went to go listen to him, and the first Travis Scott song I actually listened to was it was off of it was off of what's it called? But like the one album I actually gave a chance was uh, was uh, Days Before Rodeo. I listened to that, and I was stuck on that shit. And it gave me a different perspective because all the music I had listened to was like. That pussy for a real nigga, real nigga Southside nigga. You know what I'm saying? Got this white T in my beard. Like I was yeah, not bro, too walking yeah. different. This, it was different. This nigga was swagging shit, bro. So I was like, swagging shit. This is different. Whoa, like pretty drugs? boy music. Drugs was different for me, nigga. Cause I told you, like, I, told, I always tell you, like about his day. I told Samari about it. Like one of my friends used to have weed. He used to sell weed, and he had a stash of weed. And I brought him over to Samari. I was like, Sam. He had weed in his like I was such a sheltered kid, but I told Sam about it. And he was like, "What you uh, rolling with the Bob Molly raps?" And I was like, "Nigga, you know this, huh?" <laughs> like, <laughs> so like my whole life like was accelerated. Yeah, it was, he was like, <laughs> "Boy, we went from one to seven. You were like, hold the fucking phone." All my all I ever knew was <laughs> exactly. like Wayne, Soldier Boy, Chief <laughs> Keith. I dabbled with a little bit of Jaden Smith, the Cool Cafe Volume One, little, little and like in there, and that's just it. Chris Brown and Drake were just everything to me, right? Wait, I was it. Chris Brown, so Drake. I got to when my dad, and I remember this was the most pivotal moment for me when I started listening to music. I was talking to my dad and Samari, and I was like, they were talking about, I think they were talking like Tupac and Nas, and they had got to an argument with me about it, and I was like, they were like, Nas the goat. What you mean? And I was like, Nas the GOAT? Who the fuck is, huh? I had never listened to a Nas song before that. Yep. Unless it was played on the radio. That moment changed my life. They don't even know that. He just probably found out today. That's the moment my music taste would never have changed forever. Because then I was like, if this nigga the GOAT, let me go figure out why this nigga the GOAT. Let me go listen to this nigga. Let me go listen to this shit. Uh, let's expand out and listen to this shit. So I went on a, a spree. I want to say it was like my... That's freshman year, yeah. Like beginning of my junior year, I was listening to like different. Bro, that happened after we had got report cards, bro. I was getting to that point where I was like, I was getting to that point where I was becoming a nigga, right? I got to my sophomore year, junior year of high school. Oh, never mind. My junior year of high school, Samari played Mac DeMarco. Yeah, niggas didn't know who that was. Chamber of Reflections. Niggas didn't know who that was. I didn't know who the fuck that was up to a year ago. Yeah, that nigga's fire. Who the fuck is Mac DeMarco? Bro, Shay used to tell me, not to to cut you off, but he used to tell me, like, bro, you don't put me off, and when you do, he'd be like, bro, where? Like, where are these niggas coming from, bro? Fuck this guy, yeah. Oh, so he played played Chamber of Reflections in the room. Like, Samari used to do this thing when we were in high school. He played a song every morning. And he played different music like every single morning. And I like I wake up like the one song I that stuck with me was Good Morning by Kanye West. But he played different songs every morning. That's how I woke up to different type of music. And he played Chamber Reflections a couple times. And I, I, I heard it and I was like, this is different. Like this ain't this ain't nothing different. And I listened to it and I thought it was R and B and I got into Mac DeMarco and it was like alternative. So then I spent the whole day, it was in between him and this nigga named Noah, that I was listening to people like Mile High Club, The Reflections, Caribbean. I was listening to people yeah. like uh, Tallahassee Cole. Like, I would just listen to a bunch of different like musics to where the point where like if niggas were talking to me about music, niggas would be like, oh, this nigga knows his shit. Like, this nigga is legit on his shit. So fast forward now, there's probably not a thing on music where it comes to production. 
honestly, when I got when I started being friends with Owen, you opened my eyes, which you probably don't even know this, but you opened my eyes because it was so weird. Because like at the time, I was competing with a nigga with music, right? I was trying to find the next hottest theme. I, I could beat this nigga in fucking hip hop. It was like not no. I could beat this nigga in R and B. Was trying to compete with this nigga on alternative and rap music. So where it was like I was competing with my brother to find the next hot sound, right? Nigga found Lil Yachty for me. I was like shit. Gotta go find another nigga. I found Twenty One Savage. So it was just competing. It was like a like a thing between us to where I was like I gotta get the next it sound. So when I met with you and Tyler and I met with you guys at Butler. They were like, how do you know so much about music? So it kind of like, it would kind of let me be free to be me because at first, I went back to the hood, or I went back to Columbus and told niggas I was listening to Post Malone. Niggas would come. What the fuck you talking about? DJ. Motherfuckers yeah, like, that's Kansas yeah, shit. Motherfuckers like, what the fuck y'all listening to? My Post friends Malone? are terrible, but I love huh? it. <laughs> so where it stretched out to where like, now, you guys allowed me to be myself. So I was listening to different music, and I was like, damn, they kind of, they fuck with me liking different music. It's kind of cool. So then, when I met you guys, that's when my life changed drastically, because I was like, now I need to know who's making this shit. I want to know who's making the producer, not just the Metro Boom is making it, who's the A&R, who's the lead man, how much do you get paid for this shit? And that's pretty much, throughout my years of Butler, like, I would look at that and study that shit, and study niggas' tempo, study niggas' BPM study niggas' melodies and how they going and drum patterns and shit like that. Little shit like the a dun 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 is how you know that Pharrell's on this song. Like just different shit, bruh. To now, 23 years old, a lot of people probably didn't even know this. So I just told y'all now that a lot of my friends and my family have shaped the way my music, but my mom shaped it a lot more. I feel like she made the foundation, yeah, and then you you molded yourself with your peers. One hundred percent. So we're now you can't show me shit that besides a little bit of country. Like there's a lot of country that I probably still. I don't. I mean, I said earlier I prefer country over R and B, but I mean. I wasn't saying that just to disagree, because there is sometimes, like, I'm just so used to hearing R&B. Like, I like to learn. Like, that's my, the end all be all is about me. I think that's one sincere thing. I really like to fucking learn. And I know so much about R&B. Like, I don't learn. It sounds good. It makes me feel good. It has memories. But the reason why I started listening to country is to learn it or learn the history of it or, like, the people that are submerged into it because it's a different sound i mean shit you see what happened when Lil nas x went little country look you see with a little bit of little little thug did a little bit of country and it like shook up the whole whoa shit what the fuck this is not like this right. it's not right this yeah like i don't know it just it just sounds good I should, it's, it's cool like, i should be fine music takes you man music takes me a long way Music is gonna be close, damn near close here. Yeah, year music's gonna be paying my, my bills. Yeah, you and me so, both, man. Oh God, I love it to death, man. It's, and it's all these goddamn girls. And I love my friends because y'all, y'all taught me some shit along the way, just with classic rock. Hotel California, baby. Yeah, it's just different. Everything, bro. It's Fire as hell, bro. Different. I don't know, bro. But that's it, man. Fire, bro. Episode nineteen. Anything y'all wanna say? I'll say this. Today's episode was way better than last week's episode. Great dialogue for the both of you today. So if you're hearing this, uh, my birthday is coming after this. So it'll be Friday you're hearing this right now. My birthday is in two days from this point. 
I'm dropping a single on my SoundCloud. Yeah. Footage. It's literally that's it. Type it in, listen to it. If you're already following me socially, you'll you'll see it posted. But um, drop follow single. any of us socially, you're gonna see it. I'll yeah. tell you that much. So, 23 Sunday, and yeah, happen with the game, man. 23 is over, bro. Shout out my little brother. Happy birthday, Sam. What you got, bro? Not too much, man. Make sure y'all go listen to Owen Show. We got new mansion out, new one on one coming soon. Stay safe. Yeah. We're supposed to get video and yeah, your show and I slapped on that, so we'll get that. Coming oh, back. oh, oh! There's a uh, there's a double. There'll be a double episode. It should be a double episode mansion coming this week because I had a small snippet I wanted to do by myself, and then I had an actual guest. So episode nine should should be two. It'll be like one and two, so it'll be nine ten, but. Mm-hmm. It'll be a smaller version just to be a little bit more intimate with y'all. Because I seem to like the way I carry myself on 6 to 7 and 7 to 8. So, we're going to try and implement a little bit. out now. All BDOs are out now. Yes, sir. Owen shows out now. I've been slacking. But I finally seen Elijah this week. So, this upcoming week, we're going to get a one-on-one to you guys. And, yeah, that's it. Until then, see you guys next week. Love you guys.